0: Romeo Black. Yes, sir. Romeo Black. What's happening? Yeah, wow. Yeah. I feel like uh, yeah, going to be an interesting conversation because um really we haven't uh, had a had a long form exchange for for quite a for quite a while. So it's going to be interesting. True, true. How are you doing, bro? Uh you Hi. just you just uh dropped a, a banger of an EP, uh yeah. shredded as fuck, you look like a sex, you're just good. you know you're winning bro you know what I mean and I love winners I love winners I love seeing winners win and execute and perform to to a level that is that is even higher than their standard because I think that the the, the black balance that you'll speak about um, later on in the podcast I think is also just a a culmination of all the steps you've taken and how committed you've been and how disciplined you have been really in your in your art and in your craft and even as a student on top of that so You, you have a lot of self-discipline, I'd say.
1: Hey, I, I try, actually. I, personally, I don't necessarily think it's at its peak. You know, I feel like it could definitely be better. Because, like, right now, obviously, ever since we've been on recess, like, I've been waking up late, you know, like, 11 a.m. So I just need to get back into the gist of things so that I can, you know, just find myself elevated again.
0: No, I know what you mean, man. Uh, I'm also trying to do that. Uh, yeah, going back to normal waking up hours, trying to yeah. reprogram your mind to go back in that state because you know uni, especially it's uh it's more than an academic uh, institution, man. You know that what is uh, it's, it's that? war in there, man. It's like <laughs> mental mental war in there, genuinely. So True. you have to you have to prepare yourself. You have to have your own preseason even before you go back. Like I'm going to be catching up on some deal bro. Because there's some there's like a chunk of 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 chapters that i left out actually and i just you know i spotted and said nah, this there's not going to be an exam and actually it wasn't in the exam Good so one. i was lucky so i need to you know pick that up maybe to jog my mind and uh yeah we go we go, we go again yeah, it's all about so recovery we... you new, you, you're in your second year now né? no third no year, I... sorry.
1: Third, third well fourth third like third officially fourth unofficially
0: okay cool but you yeah, are yeah, you gra- when, when you're graduating
1: uh, hopefully next year bro hopefully hey, ne- hopefully. Yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah next year. yeah bro yeah, yeah i gotta graduate dog. you know gotta take i'm only doing it for the pictures if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: only doing it for the <laughs>
2: pictures,
0: ah I get that bro definitely yeah just for, that, just, for yeah. just for the for the for the pleasure of it man
1: yeah something to decorate the dining room at home bro you, you know, know what i mean, mean.
0: i I think more than anything, especially uh, black people and, and you know black young adults, they more like doing it for their parents. I feel, in a way, Definitely. in some form, whatever, whatever level that may be. But um, yeah, yeah. In, in, inherently, you do it for your parents. I feel, especially from a black perspective. So suppose yeah, you do it for your mom as well.
1: Yeah, a vast majority is doing it for their parents, really. Mm. Um I guess that. They're caught up in living a life that that's expected of you, really. Like, mm. So um, I wouldn't lie, I'm a victim of that too. I'm living a life that's expected of me. If I had the courage and risk to actually, you know, take a chance on my pursuits, you know, by dropping out, you know, I would, but there's that fear that's still instilled in me. Like, you know, if you're not going to be a part of the matrix, then, you know, then you're going to be homeless or something like that, you know. And obviously there's that family disappointment, like, you know, especially when you're in VITS, you know, because it's just like, no. why would you earn such a good thing? You know, you're studying law at VITS you, and you dropped out, you ruined a good thing. And it's just like, you're fearful of that. So I wish I was able to conquer that fear and actually, you know, go fully in on my pursuits. But I guess I just have to like build up the courage, really. I really
0: resonate with that, man. Because, you yeah. know, when you have alternative interests or passions and ventures and you know as as you're doing you're a comic um you're a musician you've got other um, avenues that you can tap into but yeah you, you you almost like restrained with with academic commitments i suppose but you know we shouldn't forget that at the same time which is not so bad man it's a it's a nice place it's a it's, it's a, a nice, lovely it's a nice woman and everything you
1: know like uh beautiful woman you know like exactly this is just I think that's the that's, most beautiful really woman amazing. in, in South amazing. Africa. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's just I like think. right now, we're in proximity.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, but we're going fully in next semester. This semester, yeah. apparently, I was reading this morning uh, uh, some new module introduction email from, from the, head, the head lecturer and whatnot. And yeah. they said uh, most lectures are going to be in person now. Most, if not all. Some will be streamed just as a transitional measure, they say. So they're expecting isn't, us isn't to be fully, and I think it's gonna be packed again. Remember in 20 in 2020 when I got there, yo, oh, it was packed, man. Like, yeah, people are everywhere, bro. You know what I mean? So I suppose yeah, you're going actually. back to that. Yeah, it's
1: something I'm definitely looking forward to, man. Uh, you know, just to like meet new people and whatnot, because it's mm. just like I, I was talking to my friend the other day. Cause we, I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to UJ to like promote, cause um, I have like a QR code that links to my EP. Oh yeah. So I was just, like, yeah, I was like, yo, uh, whenever you're free, let's go to UJ and just like do promo a bit. But um, unfortunately, I am feeling kind of like sick, so we wow. weren't able to do that. So hopefully next week, uh, when I'm feeling better, like we do that. And the only reason for that was cause you know UJ is back, uh, back on like you know, that's not online anymore. Um, Completely, I guess to a certain extent. Mm. To a certain extent, so I was just like, yo. Plus, people at uj are friendly. You know, very friendly people. Really? Um, yeah, definitely, bro. I've there, been there once, actually.
0: I've been there once. Uh, yeah, yeah. Been there once. I went to the coffee shop there, and oh. I had the best salted caramel milkshake ever, bro. Smoothie rather. Ah, oh. I don't oh. know. <laughs> the, I don't know the actual <laughs> name of that coffee shop, but it's a coffee shop near the Bunting campus, I think. So shout out to yeah, that coffee yeah. shop, man! Like that salted caramel milkshake, ooh, it was too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a quiet place, and it feels, you know, not too, you know, bash it. But it feels a bit old and basic. Like I feel like I'm in a it whole so. new country when I'm there. I don't know what I, I don't know if you get me or my experience of it, or maybe I was just high. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. It was so. because
1: I was you know also I mean? so, but It's a nice place, like- yo.
0: It's a nice place
1: definitely definitely i was also like a bit high when i was there you know like uh it was you know, and it was it was when my tolerance was very low still so at some point i couldn't be social anymore i'm just there like a zombie you know but the people were friendly i just wanted to sleep you know oh, yeah. damn, bro. Man. but it was an experience nonetheless
0: mm. yeah oh, man. So, so you're looking to promote the black ballads at uj you know, yeah yeah on the, uh, the ground
1: yeah just approaching mm. people like yo what's up my name is Romeo Black I sing um you know obviously if they want me to sing for them uh, I'll, I probably will you know um because we're we're the re- we're approaching girls and the reason why we're doing that is because you know girls are literally like influencers you know m- m- more often than not uh with really? the to, to guys yeah, there're not a lot of like guy influencers out there. So it's just like hopefully, you know, one of the girls I approach or I don't know, maybe like a particular percentage is, you know, our influencers and hmm. you know, yeah, hope something happens off of that. So uh, that's that's basically why I wanted to go to like um excuse me, UJ and promote their cuz, you know, they uh, they're very pretty. So, you know, you know <laughs> You know, uh, I'm not saying vids they aren't. I'm not saying they aren't adverts, but yeah, uh, you know, pretty privilege gets you a lot of followers. And hmm. I'll be making sure that I, I approach like the ones that are like
0: really, really pretty. So they probably have more followers. Definitely, definitely. Wow. Imagine that's how that's our that's how society and this social media um illusion that has been instilled in us for years and years and years. That's how we assume someone's social status. So, as you're saying right now, and this is just a point in general, and it happens in general, where yeah. the most the most pretty girls, in inverted commas, yeah, you know, objectively pretty to that Instagram algorithm is going to. I be... I like that you said objectively. More, objectively. Yeah. yeah, objectively pretty to to Instagram yeah, yeah. and societal standards or whatnot, Western standards, and I think you know, but out of African standards as well, but. Yeah, that's how I see
1: it. I guess uh, it's just a game of social economics, and contributed hmm. to your social status is how pretty you are. You get me? And hmm. social media is embedded within social economics. So you you rank higher economically with the prettier you are. What what, what is
0: social economics?
1: I, I I can't necessarily define what it is, but it's just like you know how how the game is played socially right so basically there are a lot of factors that well let me just say the fa- factors that contribute to social economics are your your social standing on social media which is like a a, a very good um, contributor, a contributor. Mm. and what contributes to your social standing on social media is how how interested people are in you Right. So some people may be interested in the things that you say, and some people may be interested in how you look. And that just increases your 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 social standing, really. So it's just a game that I try I'm trying to play because you know I'm I'd like to think I'm pretty, but you know, my followers don't say so. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't have 10,000 followers. You know, I'm
0: those so, girls. Uh, probably do have uh, more than ten thousand followers, yo. They probably have twenty k, thirty k, literally, and they're walking around university campuses. Those are like walking brands, bro. Walking brands. But yes. social media, social media, my brother, the, there's so much, you know, economic exploitation that one can have as a user. You know Definitely. the way you use Instagram Definitely. and the way you use all these social media platforms, not really to get programmed by social media standards and whatnot, whatnot, like, or be programmed by Twitter, really. Have your values yeah. based on things that are said. Have your values based on a tweet, bro. Imagine. Imagine, Come bro. Come on. Nah. You know, not have I, it that way, but like economically exploited. Make yourself a brand. You know, find find a way to engage your followers and hold some influence. And that's where you have brand opportunities and whatnot, so.
1: Yeah, that's, some people are feeding their kids with, you know, social media. High key yeah bro so i don't i don't i don't bash it i think it's a it's a good profession because obviously you do get people that are like uh that always say you know influencers are shallow people they're materialistic but then at the same time it's just it's what people on social media are attracted to you get me so um it's just it's just a cycle that gets perpetuated by people's interests and people's hypocrisy really because it's just like you're a hypocrite in saying that um yeah for instance yeah they're materialistic but then at the same time you follow materialistic things and it's just like you know you're perpetuating that cycle really so it's just like I don't really hate on it that much you know because it's just like you know I understand that people have to do what they have to do to attract interest obviously the consequences um vary you know because it's just like there's that um that FOMO you know Mm. I'm out here looking at like Andrew Tate, he has a Bugatti and everything, mm. and it's just like that. You know, I, I want that, and obviously you work yourself into a burnout, and it's just like physically you feel weak and mentally you feel weak. Your social interactions aren't the same way they used to be, and it's just in pursuit of materialistic things. And I wouldn't lie, I am a victim of that, but it's just I understand that it's it's what I need to do, you know. And I like that. Like yeah. It's nothing. I'm. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. You know. I mean, I want to live a soft life. You know, like I. It's. it's I have to. You know. What,
0: what's what's a what's a soft life to you? Because I think people a soft life. So it
1: depends from mm-hmm. 22 to 25. Um, I don't want to sound shallow, but just seven baddies in a pool. Do You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like I said on one of my songs, uh, <laughs> "Movement." But yeah, uh, I said on movement, really. Um, I'm like, I promised myself that I'll never die broke. Al- although I do have moments when I tend to digress, I'll never lose sight of that potent golden thread. So mm. you know, the golden thread I'm mm. talking about, is, you know, just constantly surrounded by, you know, uh, baddie. I don't, I, I feel like uh, shallow for saying it, but it's just like that. And um, obviously I, I was talking to my mom the other day Mm. Um, I think probably, like, when we were still writing exams, I was like, Ma, where have you always wanted to go? You know, I was just asking her randomly uh, because I wanted motivation to study. So I was Mm. like, Ma, where have you always wanted to go for a holiday? She's like, no, man, I've always wanted to go to, like, you know, Cape Town, you know, hike on the Table Mountain and Mm. everything. And, you know, I... I put that in the reasons as to why I need to work hard, you know, Mm. taking my mom to Cape Town. And that's what I saw really providing for my mom is, is, is very important uh, from 22 to 25, you know, hopefully by 22 to 25, I provide for my mom and everything. And then from 25 upwards, you know, once I've passed this phase of needing to be constantly surrounded by pretty women and everything, I guess, um, I would hope that I have a a life partner, you know, I know 25 is a bit young, but yeah, by 25. Age is just a a mindset.
0: Age is just a state of mind.
1: Yeah, that's what a soft life looks like for me, a life partner, you know, um, especially happiness within myself, you know, Mm. happiness within myself. That's what a soft life looks like, you know, Mm. security within my relationships, Mm. um, you know, a good social group you know that's what a soft life looks for me like you know buying pizza random because i can just afford it you know without like you, you ever like obviously with students right now right you yeah. ever just buy to like h&m and you see a hoodie and mm. then you see this thing is 650 and you're like oh Yo! like <laughs> you see
0: like it's half of your like, that's half of your allowance Go half on.
1: of your allowance bro so a soft life is where i look at the price and i say well this is this is reaching but I'm gonna get it either way because I like how it looks you know can, and you can afford
0: it as well you can comfortably you can afford, afford it, it
1: as well you get me so mm. yeah that's money soft luck to me after 25
0: mm. M- money just gives you it gives you options and it gives you, time, you it, anything. time money yeah. gives you time money gives yeah. you time bro. and that's the only thing you you really can't buy but I, I suppose you can exchange that with having To be in a more financially secure position, you buy more time. Definitely, definitely, that's key. That that is key. But the world has become so materialistic, man. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, would you say you're materialistic in a to a certain degree?
0: I don't think I am. Um, Yeah, I've, 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 I've I've had a a a very good black upbringing with a black mother. And yeah. I've 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 come to know that love and acts of service and affirmation and certain words and um, you know buying a, a flower or a cake for someone those are they as good as the pleasure of being you know achieving something or buying yeah, yeah. that car that you want people to see that you have now or getting Definitely. a five hundred k bag like Maporisa. You know.
1: He got a 500k bag. <laughs>
0: Did you hear about that? It's hey, crazy. Nah. What does that bag <laughs> do? It's, it's not even Gucci. Apparently, I heard this on on, on, on a podcasting show where he said, um, like, it's not even a loud brand, bro. Like, it's it's a if-you-know-you-know you know brand for, like, 400-500k. Oh, literally, just to, just to, you know, spoil himself. But shout out to him, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't think yeah. at all, man. You know, I don't I'm I'm not materialistic at all. Even if I yeah. have the money or I had the money, for example, I'd buy a better phone, for example, I'd buy, yeah. um, I'd buy a watch, even though I don't need a watch. Um, I'd yeah, get you yeah, know yeah. better items, but I don't need them. Like I still live with yeah, my mom yeah. and that mindset of not frugality, but just having things being enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, again, it's, a, it's also like a black thing, I feel, more than anything, because you've always been economically disadvantaged. So we think a certain level of, of provision and a certain level of security, financial security, in inverted commas, which is an illusion itself, yeah. you think that's enough. But I think that's actually a good life skill, man. Like having the truth. feeling and the satisfaction that what you have is enough. Wow. That must, be, that must be a soft life. I want to get that from 21.
1: Oh yeah, get you. I get you. you do get a lot of people that aren't content. Um, that like, I don't know, like, they, you can never have enough money, really, and they just keep chasing and chasing, and it's sort of like a competition between, like, maybe like the top one percent. Like, yeah, now I have more money than you. It's just like you have enough money. Like, for instance, how do I put it? Um, you see someone like Bill Gates. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. built an enormous amount of wealth. And then you get someone who's probably like a, a millionaire in South Africa, you know, let's just say 30, 36 million net worth, you know. Mm. Um, say
0: Vusi,
1: Vusi Yeah, someone like Vusi Tembaguayo. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, he has enough money, you know, what, what more does he need? Like, you know, I'm sure like his, his family is going to survive for like maybe two, three more generations, you know. And that's, isn't that what's needed really? Like, because with, with me, it's just like, um, and as much as I do believe in generational wealth, it's just like, I'm, my priority is, you know, present wealth, you get what i Present I'm saying? wealth. present wealth, just to be happy and content within myself, you know, mm. financial wealth and, you know, personal wealth, you know, and physical health, especially because remember health, um, uh, wealth is multifaceted, you know, so there's, mm. there's spiritual health, there's financial wealth, there's physical wealth, it's just i saw a tweet the other
0: day i was like god damn like i was yeah i was, I was shocked deep, so it's like yeah that's because i think because you know, yeah. I, I think the tendency uh the tendency with uh, human beings and i've just been caught guilty right now as you said wealth before explaining all those different facets or components of wealth i thought yeah well, you got money, money oh no
1: that's understandable yeah, that's I guess, um you know and, and that's i think what most people think about
0: Exactly, so I suppose I should unlearn that and, you know, see it from a perspective in a way because, you know, seeing that seeing wealth as a an as a, as a, as amalgamation of different facets of your life being at a peak level, being rich, yeah not, not rich as in money, but something being rich, you know? Yeah. You can, you know, make that for yourself, make it happen somehow by balancing, balancing your commitment and balancing your interaction with all those different facets of your life yeah true um, true. that's the yeah mm. i guess there's an exaggerated
1: focus on financial wealth there is but it's capitalism bro
0: yeah it's it's just it's capitalism and it's this feeling or idea that you should always be buying something new You you know consumerism has just changed the human race i feel bro Definitely, um, bro, definitely, and how and I think it's getting worse. But we celebrated when, when for example, Amazon announces that they can get a delivery to you in like twenty four hours. We yeah, we happy about that. Wow, we can get things faster now. You know, it yeah. just keeps instilling, and I swear, bro, I feel like it's changing our DNA, man. And like people just want more and more and more and more and more. And that might seem, you know, most conspicuous in the first world. But also in third world countries where we have nothing compared to them in terms of not just yeah. wealth but institutions, infrastructure, opportunities, um, yeah, minerals yeah. and resources, you know, being able to, to be produced and whatnot, because we can't do that. You know, having having all those things together is yeah, Now I lost my train of thought, but yeah, I'm sure you have a response to that.
1: No, no, I definitely get what you're saying,
0: bro. Yeah, man. How do we how do we unlearn this this urge to always Buying new iPhone or buying new... you, because if you had the money, you would actually do it. Thanks. You'd probably do it. And that's marketing <laughs> and advertising. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's something that the human race is, is, is it's a war against the human race as well. And you see it with extensions of this, you know, idea, not that I am completely against the idea, but I do see faults in it as much as I see opportunities Things like yeah. the Metaverse. Um, yeah, I'm actually you know, trying to learn about that. Bro, like the Metaverse is going to change the way human beings experience life completely. Really? Completely. Because, bro, imagine yourself in, a, in, a, in one of those um, virtual headsets. You know those huge ones, bro? That almost look like Yeah, I've yeah, seen
1: that. Yeah.
0: You could be spending your day in that all the time. That's how much that is life crazy. is going to be integrated into that thing. And Joe Rogan was speaking to Elon Musk at the time um on just like a general point on the evolution and the accelerated development of AI and blockchain and all these sorts of technological yeah. innovations that are happening. He said, particularly with, with AI, Elon Musk, says, is particularly with AI, he's been Urging these agencies, these developers, these boards of scientists and technology and whatnot, to slow down with this development of AI because it's too much, and they're not listening to him, or oh, they did not listen. So, just the yeah, yeah. how fast this is going to become a reality is the crazy thing as well. It's like fucking crazy you to think, think You about think
1: it's that. going to become a reality fast in South Africa? Because I mean,
0: but like the metaverse needs electricity, bro. It needs Wi Fi. Yeah, you and- don't have. That. <laughs> we don't have have that so definitely not for six hours a day we don't have that fucking mad bro honestly so probably not but on a on a say 20 to 30 year view i think it could be reaching mass adoption everywhere around the world and that's how affordable these um you know all this different equipment to interact in the metaverse is going to be it's how integrated yeah. things like crypto and blockchain are going to be in our lives. So obviously, crypto is going through a pretty bad time in, in, the, um, in the in the in the in the markets right now. But you're in crypto, yeah, I am, I am, and I continue yeah. to learn and um, develop my skill and knowledge around it. And I think it's here to stay. It really is here to stay. And I always say, early adopters are the ones that are going to You know, benefit the most most in the future, but I don't really go by that. Really, I don't. I don't classify myself as that. I'm more about the the actual idea of what this is going to do. They have white papers that they drop. There's something called a white paper when a new cryptocurrency or coin is dropped by, you know, whichever personal entity it is, and it's called a project. Yeah, that project um, white paper basically explains what that coin or cryptocurrency. Actually, does and how it solves this particular problem and how it benefits or makes financial services and transactions between human beings more quicker or more safer yeah. or more decentralized. You know what I mean. So I yeah. read those, bro. Like I took a earlier on this year. I was like, I'm gonna read at least ten white papers this year. Um, yeah. and this is definitely a alternative. Um, interest or venture I want to go into, but I just want to diversify my thinking um, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really learn about what I'm, what I'm getting, what I'm already into, with the yeah. very brief knowledge and exposure I've had to it, and context between different people I continue to learn from who are smarter than me in these things. So yeah, I've been reading those this year, and you know, you just get a better understanding of financial services and how we live life and how decentralized the world is going to become because. Do you, do you believe we're going to have, you know, a majority democratic countries in, like, 50, 100 years from now with how things are looking with, um, how, for example, for example, something that's going to shake the world. I saw it in the World Economic Forum's um, predictions yeah. of 2030 and whatnot. And one of their predictions are 1 million. I'm not sure if it's 1 million or 1 billion people are going to be displaced by climate change by 2030. Displaced? And people's, these are people like in islands that are uh, really susceptible to, you know, things like tsunamis and whatnot. Yeah, so climate, that climate change point really, um, you know, got me, got me a bit worried about how we, the, the, the structure of states and how things are going to go really in the future. Because um, you've got so many people, there's going to be so much, so many refugees now, bro, like in our countries, and we have to be more willing thing. to accept refugees that are going to be displaced by climate change. So, you know, it's going to, you know, really shake everything, I feel.
1: Yeah. But do you think it's a bad thing, though?
0: No, not at all. No, no, the, the, yeah. the fact that... Hmm.
1: Because think about it right now. In uh, that Africa, thing, I
0: think it's going to it's it, it it's going to press the capacities of and resources of the state, whichever state it yeah. is, to a, a a whole new level. A whole new level. And with people being so reluctant to um for example, in communities, how there's so much division and you know. People living cultures or tribes and, and for, for example, I heard I heard I was listening to this other podcast other day, and I heard this guy say, um, for example, in a in a place, especially with black people, say, in like Soweto, for example. Say, take Soweto, for example. Yeah, there's yeah. a place where uh Shagane stay, there's a place where Zulu stay, there's a place where Bailey stay, there's a place where Sutu stay, they might be a bit mixed, or you know, yeah you know, or, or, or put together in some patches of Soweto and like you have areas where there's both a mix or a diverse set of um different um cultures or languages yeah. and whatnot, but mostly it's actually very isolated. And I was like that's actually really true. That is really yeah, true. Can, so you know so how like how do we become more day, yeah how do we become more you know unified man? It's it's gonna be really hard and I don't think that is going to be a, a, a quick lesson. It's gonna take quite long. People are really True. tribal, especially in in Africa.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, obviously, like right now, it's just we we're so opposed to Nigerians and Zimbabweans and everything. Exactly. You know, so much so, there's xenophobic attacks and everything. Exactly. And it's just like uh, um, I don't. I'm not sure if it's because there's Zimbabwean and uh, also the Pakistanis and everything. Um, so it's just like I think it really depends on the ethnicity of you know, the, the the refugees that would be in South Africa, really. But I, I still do think they'll be met with hostility because mm. we have a very high unemployment rate amongst the youth and everything. So it's just like when you have refugees, they're willing to take work for, you know, job at a cheaper cost, you know. And yeah, that's obviously going to create problems, you know, because it's just like, why hire Jabu for... 10,000 rand a month when I can hire Chuwito for three. You get me? Mm. Like, so it's, it's, I genuinely think it, it will
0: create a problem, but like, I don't think
1: refugees will come to South Africa, like from the islands. Like, I highly doubt
0: it. Yeah, it'll probably be the, the major states that'll have to like step in and do yeah, something. Well, yeah. the UN will, UN controlled by Western powers, will be yeah. like very front and center of you know allocating and dividing refugees as this gets worse and worse yeah so they'll need to step in and um, in some way allocate and you'll find that they'll be allocated to African countries like for example in the UK um, the UK sent a few months ago when Boris Johnson um, still you know had it together yeah. He transferred about 40,000, if I'm correct, refugees from the UK to Rwanda. Like he, he deported them, he exported them. Literally, literally. Why? There was even a court case on this with people trying to uh, petition against this and stop and they were demonstrating on the streets, you know, um, trying to save them and not get them to be deported. But the courts actually, um, you know, validated the decision that the um, you know what, what that department called um the deportation one in in the UK but whatever that department is refugee or travel department or whatever um yeah. the decision was ratified and yeah they were gone on the plane gone to Rwanda hey. I think I think they're there already so you see even the willingness of, of, of people or like people in government of Rwanda to like bring people into their country I don't know what altruistic Projections. Maybe they want to show upon yeah. everyone in the world that ah, oh, we Rwanda, we accept people. Maybe that's how it is, and how their decisions are structured to you know show that they you know share their culture, show how nice they are to people, you know, show them the, the, the image, give an image to to Rwanda, which is for some Why people Rwanda? a bit bad. I don't know, Ned. It's, it's <laughs> red, know. That's so Like... <laughs> 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 It's so hard, right. bro. Yeah. Like yeah. Rwanda. Like Wait, these yeah, yeah. these refugees are they black? Um, probably not. Yeah. Let me let me let me um check this out on the here quickly.
1: That is wonder, such a it's random. It's crazy, you know.
0: It's like really random. But I was listening to uh, there's there's a podcast called BBC Africa Daily. Yeah. Like African news every day. And yes. actually, the guy, the presenter, Alan Kasuja, was, you know, speaking, not him, but one of his reporters was speaking to some refugees who are already in Rwanda. So Rwanda has previously invited or accepted refugees um, in the yeah. past, you know, and they were interviewing those refugees. And they were like, no, actually, you know, Rwanda, they treat us really well. Uh, we live in uh, really, you know, proper, organized housing complexes that they've made for us and whatnot we accepted among the community we feel like they're family so I suppose it's a it's a it's a a different experience but obviously that's just anecdotal what he said Um, yeah yeah. true for everyone so this is a um, an uh, an article from BBC News why asylum seekers being sent to Rwanda and how many could go I'll just read a few yeah the UK government says that the plan to send asylum seekers to Rwanda will discourage people from crossing the English Channel. However, a report by MPs has found no evidence that asylum seekers are being deterred by the policy, pointing to estimates that double the number of migrants will arrive in small in small boats in 2020 compared to the previous year. What is the asylum? What is the Rwanda asylum plan? The five-year trial will send some refugees to Rwanda to claim asylum there. So these are asylum seekers. They're actually not. Connected in any way to the Ukraine, so I was incorrect by saying that. Oh, it may yeah. be granted per- permanent refugee status to stay in Rwanda. If not, they can apply to settle there on other grounds or seek asylum in a safe third world country. Why are you sending yeah. asylum seekers to third world countries where I don't know resources well. yeah. and uh, the infrastructure to make these things happen is probably at a worse position than, or it's not probably. Is in the worst position compared to the counterpart or the other party that's sending these asylum seekers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Countries
0: or states that are more, you know, e- economically and also on the ground more safe and st- stable. Mm. Take these asylum seekers and you know, give, g- get a plan for them because sending them to countries, especially in Africa, who are really tribal. I mean, you still have. Not, not all over the, the continent, it's much better now, but you have like intertribal wars happen yeah. and whatnot. So, you know, culture and ethnicity, as much as it unites us, that diversity unites us, still divides yeah, us yeah, in yeah. some places. So, that's that's, a, that's an interesting point.
1: I, I, I just think 40,000 is a big number, though. Yeah,
0: I could have been it's wrong important. with saying 40,000 as well. Uh, Let me get the numbers properly here Originally 37 people Wow, so I was was stretching it to Another fucking level (laughs) Originally 37 people were due to be On the initial flight, but legal challenges Had already reduced that number to about Seven before it was cancelled Under the deal, Rwanda can also Ask the UK to take in Some of its most vulnerable refugees Rwanda says this will only be A few outlier cases Hmm. yeah it was very interesting so they tried to stop people you know in getting people um, or having this aggressive policy on deporting uh you know illegal uh migrants and whatever um they're trying to deter people crossing the English Channel with boats and stuff yeah and that happens a lot especially in Africa and how people uh take um you know especially around um the arab uh center i suppose the mina region where you have the middle east right, right next to egypt you know you have yeah. the, over there and that's a that's a strong arab uh culture around there and you have people or on the other way on the other way you have people going across algeria and taking boats to france for example some people don't get there isn't you know? there a
1: lot of admin when it comes to that though Isn't there a lot of admin when it comes to that? Because I can imagine, bro, like a boat to France, bro. Like that's mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A boat, bro. You know what I'm thinking? Maybe
1: it's because of what's in my head. I'm thinking of people like rowing a boat, like. But like that's that's obviously (laughs) no. But literally,
0: it in in some cases it's that bad. That's why they they, all these um, you know agencies and governments, especially, are trying to stop it. You no, know, but it, it's really dangerous. And some people actually don't get there to the other side because it's not they don't have the best safety, you know, procedures in a in a you know a yeah. boat that is made out of really weak material, and people, you know, choose or decide, and some don't decide because they're human trafficked, which is also a huge problem still. Um to get you in think those there's boats. human
1: trafficking overseas as well.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Um recently I've been hearing about a lot of Stories of sports stars or athletes being human trafficked at a young age. There's a guy, um, like a legendary sprinter or runner from the UK. Sir Mo Farah. Have you ever heard Sir Mo Farah? His name? No, never. Mo Farah. This guy wow. um, recently, he announced that in all this time. And this guy has, let me read his biography for you. Mo Farah. Sir Mo Hamid Mukhtar Jama Farah, CBE Is a British long distance runner His 10 global championship gold medals Make him the most successful male track distance runner ever And he is the most successful British track athlete In modern Olympic Games history Imagine And he revealed a couple of uh, weeks ago That he was trafficked to the UK as a child Imagine crazy. like crazy, 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 crazy man. It's
1: wait, it's, so uh, so human trafficking isn't only sexual,
0: hmm. that's actually a really good, good point that you bring across to our question. Not really, yeah. not really. Yeah. I don't know what motives people have to human traffic, but it's definitely more than just for you know, uh, sex work and whatnot, yeah, yeah. So it's mad actually And this guy has had the most glittering career ever As an athlete As an athlete um, Yeah. And his actual name is Hussein Abdi Kahin That's actually his real name They even changed his name bro His name is not even Mo Farah dog. Imagine yeah, going through your yeah. whole career bro And you had to keep the secret From the age mm-hmm. of I don't know how old he was when he got trafficked to the UK But he was still young was a child bro And forced to work as a domestic servant, bro. All your your life, you're in the UK, people are loving you. You know, you are, um, you know, you praised and worshipped by all these people that would love you and you're winning. Uh, Go more, go more. Everyone's calling you more all the time, but that's not your real name, bro. Imagine his whole career winning and being called up to podiums and, you know, picking up trophies and medals and it's written Mo Farah or they call him Mo Farah, but that's not his name. That was deep, bro. Deep, it probably bro.
1: creates like some sort of like identity conflict.
0: Yo, bro, imagine. Yeah. Mm. That's, like crazy shit, bad, bro. that's crazy bad, bad. shit, bro. And like human trafficking actually is getting um or oh, has been like Joberg has been a hot spot for that. Oh yeah, I know that. I've, I've never remember. personally experienced it, or you know someone that I know being human trafficked or being kidnapped or whatnot. But Joberg is not as safe as we think it is, and. No, but we're ah, out here, you know, we used to it, but it's crazy out here, bro. I mean, you live at Rez, man. Yeah, you live at Rez, absolutely. bro. So I can imagine, like as soon as you step out of Rez, you literally in prompt you in Jersey, literally, bro. So but it's, um, it's not
1: as bad as it seems, though. Like exactly that,
0: that's the perception that's put out there, as yeah. I'm saying man. you're you straight out of your of your of your of your door now, you're in Jersey, Put your phone in your pocket, do this and oh, that. Yeah. I mean at cool, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we told, the pep talks that we get by our parents. So, crazy I, shit. Yo, bro. Has it ever I happened to you? you hey? Sorry?
1: Sorry? I'm saying, my mom calls me. She's like, yeah, there are people being shot at Taverns. Don't go out. I hope you're in your room studying. <laughs> Do me sure don't go out. Go <laughs> bro, it's literally every conversation. Like whenever she calls me, she probably calls me like two to three times a week. She's like, "Yeah, I hope you're in your room. I hope you're not going out. Let me sure don't go out, Stand. bro. I'm, it's deep, bro. this, like, it's this has been happening since first year, bro. <laughs> crazy, first bro. Yeah, like niggas that are obviously just
0: increased, bro. Like niggas are just yeah. being shot in, in, in you know, just in a in a lousy tavern, a lousy tavern." In Soweto, people are chilling, you know. And, and uh, you know, people get wiped out by who knows, who knows who. It's crazy, yeah. dog. We well, we get so desensitized. Nations, we we get desensitized because we see it in we see it happen, or hear stories of it happening in like America, and you know the gun control laws are um, debatable, but it yeah. happens there, and you get desensitized because like it's far from you. When it's in Soweto, yeah. bro, it's here. Like it's bro. literally here, bro. It's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, like, I, I I live um a few blocks away from like a tavern, and people don't Never. chill there anymore, bro. People buy their drinks, they take their drinks, in their place. <laughs> <bro>. Literally, bro. <laughs> like, taverns are actually empty. You like, know? They're actually they're actually empty. People don't chill. I don't I don't see as much people chilling outside as much as I as I used to maybe. A month ago. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. And also because it's cold, maybe it's still winter and it's cold. And people, but you, you still get people there. You know, the 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 regulars that you just see every day on the streets, you get them there. But like for people to, you know, have it packed there in the tavern has been it's really decreased in the past two weeks. So it's on the ground yeah, it's really, happening. Yeah. People are really, you know, getting their guards up. It's crazy, dog. Crazy.
1: Yo, that is crazy, though. Yeah. What? I thought maybe they'd ignore the fact that people are getting shot. Like just uh, just like they ignored
0: COVID. COVID yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how everyone ignored COVID, bro, in like township, you especially. But
1: like, yeah, maybe they I, I don't know, bro. Maybe they value their lives like, yeah. you know, to that extent where it's just like, yo, know, I'm not gonna risk being shot just for drinking a black label. You get me? Like <laughs> Imagine you're innocently sipping a black label, bro, or lion lager. Lion lager is my favorite, by the way.
0: You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you there, bro? You have 30 rand. You have two. On Alibi say two, bro, of lion lager. Yeah, no, Now you is getting shot day, at, bro. bro. Bro, it's crazy, dog. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. bro. Man, like, man. you can imagine, bro. Like, I don't even understand the purpose behind those shootings. Bro, the so, best shootings bro. in America happen in. High schools in here they happen in taverns. That's that's weird.
0: That's <laughs> very weird, bro. That's very weird, that's... but I suppose it's We're more, um, you know, ignorant about it because it's not that tragic, if I put it that way. Um, you think so? How many people died? Not... In? I'm saying, how, how many people were killed actually in Soweto Thursday? They had gathered for a memorial service for the. Sixteen people killed in a tavern over the weekend. Oh yeah, sixteen yeah. people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Two two digits, bro, of like innocent people.
1: Bro, were they kids? They weren't kids, nah.
0: Nah, they weren't kids. Yo, that in your venue, in your venue, you dog? that's just yeah, yeah, horrific, dog. Bro, what do 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 do
1: do the shooters? Um. Ever get the shooter get found for the Soweto one?
0: Um, I'm not sure, but from what I'm reading here, only the Peter Maritzburg ones, uh, a headline comes up. Not sure about the Soweto ones. I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't found because the the police department or police just don't work, bro. Saps is so so bad, but I literally stayed by, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm saying I I stay close to a police station and because I stay in in Dobsonville, bro. And still like and I stay close to the hostel, but people still get robbed, bro.
0: That's crazy. Imagine, imagine that paradox, bro. There's a police station right there, and people still get robbed. That is beyond me, bro.
1: But I mean, obviously, over the years you get used to it. It's just like because I mean there's nothing you can do, right? You're just stressing yourself over something that you have no control over. That makes Um, no sense, bro.
0: It makes no sense at all. Makes no sense. You see, uh the the, the 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 clip of people going shut up, shut up. Imagine, bro, that's a police minister, bro, in a in a in a public forum, bro, yeah, behaving yeah, yeah, like bro. that, bro. That's when you should get worried. That's when but you. But we actually must understand that worried, these
1: people bro, are human too, bro. They have their own frustrations. Obviously, he probably could have conducted himself in a better way, but you know.
0: Nah, I I get your point. I get your point, but yeah. the way he was so aggressive. And how how, yeah. how defensive he became was um, was questionable, you know. It well, was, was because that because really, that, that, that journalist that. that journalist who who asked that question. His name is something Cameron. I don't remember his his name. I will get it maybe. Um, yeah, he, he was actually very respectful and you know pretty articulate in what he was saying and what he was um, putting across to be clearly. Although he was pretty passionate. And impassioned as he spoke, you know, but he was never like, you know, aggressive. "Eh, I couldn't control himself, man. That just shows, that just shows, it shows how how defensive, how defensive um, ministers and just government officials become when you, you know, raise questions that have to do with accountability and questions that have to do with why aren't you doing this? They get defensive and they get. Um, all angry and mad and they act like how they um behaved when he went shut they up you saying, shut them. up so aggressively like that, bro, in a public. <laughs> <laughs> don't they get embarrassed? Or something? <laughs> I'd get embarrassed. Yeah. I'd get embarrassed bro, if would, if like that, bro. Yo, I'd be so embarrassed, bro. I'd cringe, bro.
1: Yeah. But like don't you think uh he was because I mean so, some people still get like triggered by the sights of white people. Mm. So that's, a, that's a good. So,
0: that's a good detail about that whole interaction, actually, because th- that the fact that the journalist was white is now an important fact.
1: Definitely, I feel like if the journalist was probably uh, black, then it wouldn't necessarily
0: warrant the same response. Absolutely, I agree with that. Actually, yeah. So, so and I, and I actually, definitely. he brought some. He brought some racial. The he brought some. He raised up some racial dynamics within the conversation when he mentioned, "I lived in an era." Where my mother yeah. was a kitchen girl and my father yeah. was a garden boy. Don't, don't, I went to rob an island. I it felt like he he's putting it across, not only to the journalists but to everyone else that you know he fought for human rights. That's what he said. Yeah. He fought for human rights. So I you know, I deserve not to, in a way, what what I'm inferring from that is an attitude of saying, you know, you, you don't have to, you can't criticize me. I fought for flipping apartheid. Yeah, I, I was involved in that struggle. My mother, I lived these life experiences. This is how yeah, I was yeah, raised yeah. because I was black. And you haven't had those experiences. But you, you're using that as a justification of not being held accountable. Imagine, that doesn't bro. make sense, bro. That doesn't make sense. As much as it's true, it, it's absolutely true. Uh, yeah. and, you know All these experiences that he had and what he's saying, that there, there's no uh, factual inconsistency there as far as I know. But using that as a justification when it comes to a question of accountability. Accountability has nothing to do with race. It's either you did something that you're responsible for or not. You didn't. And they didn't. And they continue not to do that, bro. So, the police, bro. Do you feel safe there? Wherever your closest police station is?
1: Uh, Nah, but my thing is the only time I go out is when I'm buying food, bro. Or like, that's it. So it's (laughs) just like... (laughs) I've stayed there for the past since since high school, and mm-hmm. it's just like, it is what it is. Like I, I, safety is not a concern. Um, nah, yeah, know. yeah, I feel you. Because in my actually, we've only had like a house robbery once, and it was by our cousin. Like, so what
0: happened? <laughs> no,
1: nah, like, um, uh, my cousin. I think he's um, he he he's kind of like a nialpis. You get me? Mm. So. I wasn't around. I just uh, I just heard about it. So my sister had told me, yo, uh, he he's been coming around the house often, you know. like yeah, uh, he's just checking on the family and everything. And obviously, he's family, you know, it's not yeah. Sus. That's his. Yeah. That's his father's place. You know, yeah. his, his 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 father's parents' place. You know, mm. and and then yeah, Ning Ning, what's it called? Um, I hear that uh, there's been a uh, mugging in the house. Not a lot of mugging, but like a house robbery. When, because I think he paid attention to the the schedules. Because when people are around, because obviously mm. I'm never around, so he did it when no one was there. And yeah, you know, man stole cheese in the fridge. You uh, like that was the weirdest thing he stole actually. And then he stole, I think, um, I'm not sure, but probably like money as well. Um, and yeah was just weird bro because it's just like why wait. you know why wait. <laughs> like wait this is you, this is your
0: grandfather oh, your house like... robbery your house <laughs> robbery. your experience <laughs> of house robbery the, the most valuable thing or the most precious thing that was told yeah. was cheese oh that's bro like that's that was the bro.
1: weird thing bro like <laughs> Man's hungry and he was like, Ah, bro. And that was Pamelot, dog. You know Pomelot slides. Was it yeah, bro, it was the
0: slice or just the whole the whole design. Bro, the whole thing, bro. He stole the the Wi-Fi router. Ah, I stole the Wi-Fi router. But how is it gonna work for him, bro? Because isn't it like
1: exactly because right? we we the only ones who have access to the password. So it was just I mean, you know what we forgave him, and you know, it's just <laughs> like we we forgave him. It's not like it's not awkward when
0: we see him now. It's just like Mm. You know. he doesn't have It doesn't have um in the words of um blake criminal liability yeah yeah. He doesn't yeah have criminal exactly. liability well yeah you could you, you could you could you could actually argue that that was just uh, a sleepwalking and stuff you know that was one of the most fascinating things with um what's this um criminal law or just law in, in the last semester to criminal walking. law bro like the whole this whole concept of uh is it called somnambulism i think somnambulism yeah, yeah. yeah. somnambulism whatever, yeah. Me, whatever you know really. sleepwalking and it's the lamini yeah. case i think with that guy who i don't um, even remember that was like one of the most one of the first actually for black people lamini sleepwalking he killed his girlfriend um, but he got um, acquitted because of uh, sleepwalking, wasn't away. Uh, voluntary awareness, I mean, uh, voluntariness and not, not. Um, wasn't yeah. away, so it's just culpable homicide. Mad, bro. So you could you kill someone homicide. and still not, you know, be be, be uh, prosecuted for murder. Crazy. That was pretty interesting. Bro.
1: You know what's crazy, bro? I actually have a TikTok channel. Uh, where, uh, the TikTok channel name is Romeo the Lawyer. And I did a video on how to get. How the to lawyer. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I yeah. I did a video on how to get away with murder, bro. Hey, I got oh, like yeah. five five thousand views, bro. Really? Yeah, bro. Oh, that's a lot, bro. Bruh, bruh, Because I started this TikTok, I think last week. Just started like boredom and yeah, uh, and just to like do uh. Just to discuss cases, and I don't know, it's some form of social proof, really. Mm. And then I did a, i did um my my second video was me discussing the YouTube case, and that got four yeah, thousand. Mah- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Maharaniani case. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The Maharaniani case. Yeah,
1: and then oh, yeah. the Second one, the second video I did was on how to get away with murder. Oh God! Like, five, got me a hundred followers in one day. Bro. Wow. <laughs>
0: You know the, the TikTok TikTok um, you know the the visibility opportunities they are, are just mad. They're just crazy, bro. bro. They they mad. Yeah,
1: so I've been I've been doing that. Um, mm. I I just need to be more consistent because my recent video only got like a hundred views and it was so weird. I was just like. I thought I got because in my mind it's just like yo, how do I deal with this fame? You get me, but then at the same time it's just like my nigga, you just had two videos that went viral,
0: you know. Nah, I feel you, bro. Your tick TikTok, yeah. TikTok influencer, bro. Your five K views, like, proper TikTok influencer. You can add that to your Instagram bio.
1: Yeah, hey, bro. People, <laughs> people actually make a living off of TikTok, yeah.
0: Literally, bro. Literally, yeah. I've got a, I've got a. Uh, 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 a friend who works within TikTok South Africa And yeah. she described herself When I asked her what, what her actual job was um, You know, some technical whatnot uh, you yeah. know, Some technical officer of this and that And I'm like, nah, explain that what, what are you? What do you do? And she said, I am the algorithm She's the algorithm She's the algorithm wrote that Uh, in my i wrote that down i was like wow that's the dopest line i've ever heard she's in some in some way in some way she like uh, controls or she, she curates the algorithm for like south african users so she can help me train oh definitely she what she does is she helps She she works with influencers she works with tiktok influencers to you know help them boom whatever role that is in tiktok but yeah was by her house crazy, a few months girl. ago she has got like TikTok merch and whatnot and boxes. I'm like you go girl cuz TikTok is going to the top bro. literally China yeah, is like, is you know really you know aggressive when it's when it comes to helping or giving foreign aid to to african countries you can see now they're defaulting I was listening to um a news briefing podcast this morning and yeah. speaking about how Countries like Zambia are defaulting on their on their loans because of the you know financial climate right now and how China oh, like, yeah. oh, will find an agreement. No, no, let's proceed, let's extend, and trying to keep asserting its authority over an African country like that. So just on on, on a political level, they're trying to really integrate, let's call it that for now, yeah. Africa, and really try to interact more with in Africa economically, but also with TikTok, with TikTok being. Uh, a Chinese company, inevitably, then that is going to be a huge focus of, you know, their whole strategy to do it here in Africa. Because you see also with the population projections of the next few decades in Africa, it's going to get huge, bro. Like we'll have yeah, yeah. 35%, um, 35%, not 35%, by 2030, we'll have the largest and youngest workforce, bigger than India, bigger than china
1: so imagine
0: africa. that it, no in africa oh okay yeah in africa imagine that imagine those possibilities this is legal work right like yeah so like a uh, workforce that is educated enough possibly or hopefully that is out there having skills that they can exchange for capital that have ideas and whatnot That's the... yeah yeah So you have so many people at that young age We we are the youngest continent And they're really trying to Yeah, definitely We're the youngest continent in the world So they're definitely trying to push You know, TikTok here in Africa You see it in sports as well Where TikTok sponsored the AFCON Earlier on this year TikTok Um, sponsored AFCON Yeah, TikTok sponsored AFCON bro Binance sponsored AFCON
1: yeah, um, yeah
0: and i think binance is it might be uh headquartered i think in the u.s but it's actually a chinese crypto exchange so binance yeah. also sponsored it so yeah bro like china is china is very active economically in africa yeah so yeah and see that tiktok is going to be huge especially in africa so you need to take but- advantage bro push that push that romeo the lawyer account
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get me in trouble. Uh, you know, because yeah, um, the video on how to get away with murder, like it was like because I even had to spell murder in a different way. You get me? Because TikTok notices that, um, stuff. Oh, Are
0: yeah, they yeah, that uh,
1: censored? Yo, TikTok murder, bro. Can't even type murder. Bro. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, bro. Can't even write orgy, dog. That's like, mad. It's crazy why not the community guidelines they are super strict because obviously you remember oh know it's they kids have young, they have a young audience exactly so. yeah so yeah you can't you can't write a lot of things mm. yeah, it's so strict because i mean everything is really accessible these days you know porn is so ex porn is so accessible super um you know like Every so, um, murder videos are accessible, not really murder videos per se, but like you know, this stuff is really so accessible. So, the fact that they make community guidelines so strict, it's just Mm. like it's not gonna have that much of an influence, really. But I think maybe it's because people consume TikToks at an alarming rate, you know. But yeah, TikTok, like, uh, because I'm not sure, do you know Gary V? Oh, yeah, Gary V, that, yeah, uh, Gary, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. So he basically he said that yo, there's probably two to three more years of TikTok of being like this, you know, this like amazing, great thing where virality is so, like, you know, potent. Because I guess Instagram had the same thing. I remember when I started Instagram, there was this hashtag called like for like, follow for follow. Yeah, and you would literally those. get follows. Yeah, bro, you get likes, you get follows. It was like, yeah, you know, now if you do that, it's just like, what's this guy doing? Like, he was, this is not 24, yeah. imagine
0: that that hasn't happened, yeah. Anymore.
1: So, I uh, probably the same thing is going to happen with TikTok. There's it probably going to be something better than TikTok. Um, but what one thing I don't like about TikTok is, um, people are not loyal, you know, like
0: really?
1: your TikTok followers aren't loyal, bro. Like,
0: it's, why not? What do they, they just, unfollow you or do they
1: No, they're just on to the next thing, bro? Like, okay, you made
0: a yo, video about bananas.
2: That's, that's how short
0: that's how short attention spans are becoming. Yeah. That's how me. short. And you know the the whole you know the entire paradox with this is that in China this year or late last year they enforce a policy or a rule that kids under the age of a certain age can only play video games on the weekend. So they limit their rule. time that's online.
1: Like a that's a
0: law. Yeah, that's a law in China. Let me Google it quickly. No way. China's and at so- the same time, they, they, you know, innovating in social media and trying to Weakened attention spans of the West. While their policy with the children that are coming up now is you only play games or you only have a phone or social media contact on the week. Yeah. Let me bring it quickly.
1: That is crazy, bro.
0: How do you know this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I listen to podcasts and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, maybe it's because I like... uh Entertainment ones, yeah, Entertainment. yeah, 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 because I guess the podcasts I listen to uh religiously are probably there's this one called Diary of a CEO. I'm not oh, sure yes,
0: Stephen Barton, yeah, Ooh.
1: yeah. I listen to that, uh, I try maybe like probably once every two weeks or something, or when I'm at the gym or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. gym, yeah,
0: that's a nice oh. place to listen to, the, to a pod, yeah. And then there you go. That yeah. Sorry to, to interrupt you, bro. The Washington yeah. Post, China restricts young people to playing video games three hours a week. Three hours a week? How are they going to even regulate that? China announced on Monday that minors can only play video games for an hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays and are banned from playing during the school week. The new rule comes from China's Game video game regulator, the national press and public administration. Yeah. The national press and public administration, yeah, which did not respond to requests for comment. The policy is slated to take effect by September 1. China has established extensive rules about minors and playing video games in the past after blaming games for causing nearsightedness and addiction in youth. In 2019, the government yeah. announced that gamers under 18 had to stop playing between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m and only game for 90 minutes on weekdays. In 2018, Beijing stopped approving video games for publication for nearly nine months, hunting the bottom line yeah. for massive Chinese companies like NetEase and Tencent. Is it Tencent? Not oh, Tencent, There's yeah.
1: thing is how they're going to regulate it. Regulated.
0: Mad. I don't know, bro, but that's what they're trying to enforce. You can't play video games during the school week. So you're sharpening their the attention spans. You are in a way contributing to how their minds and attention spans and focus skills are going to be structured yeah, yeah. and you're putting them at an advantage. And it might seem at, to, to be a disadvantage maybe for, for well, people, my, you know, I, I, I get that.
1: I get the whole point. I just like, I, th- I don't think it's possible to regulate because remember not everyone is playing online. Mm. Yeah. So it's just going to be like, how are going to regulate it? Like it seems impossible to regulate.
0: Yeah, actually that's a, That's a good point. I don't know how they will do that, but that's the, that's the world. That's the ideal, um, you know, relationship between children and video games because it causes nearsightedness and addiction. And, you know, Chinese scholars are very bright and smart and they go to the, you know, some of the most leading universities in the world. You've got a lot of Chinese and Asian people in places like Stanford and Harvard and whatnot. Yeah. So they're trying to, I suppose, um, enhance That, that brain power Of children and Chinese people I think you think
1: maybe the number has gone down With regards to how many Chinese people Go to those universities
0: I don't know Maybe they're still trying to build their own um, I think at some point Already they've got some huge institutions In China, China oh, okay. Chinese okay. universities are, are pretty good Obviously they've got They're a rich country They're a wealthy country rather yeah. Uh, Peking University, Tsinghui University, but they mostly go to American and British universities, Chinese scholars, especially the ones with yeah. like, huge government officials and whatnot. Oh, okay. I see. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty interesting. I haven't seen, there yeah. are a couple of Chinese and Asian people at are on there. I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple, you know, really, really African Asian. African Asian. Yeah, how does an African Asian person look like?
1: No, as in, like, they're just like they're Asian, but they so happen to grow up in Africa.
0: Well, oh, so that just makes them African Asian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I have a my sister has um, oh, it's this a friend um who's Chinese, but actually, she's yeah. she's actually South African, man. You know, I've met her a yeah, couple of it's, times. We went to your thing. Yeah, bro. Literally. Like, you can I know Lesotho is Asian people. Hey? Lesotho. Yeah. There's
1: Asian people. Yeah, yeah bro. It's, In clearly, Lesotho.
0: Right? Yeah. it's so odd, bro.
1: Yeah, and they speak Soto as well, bro. No I mean, way. They, no, ass, way. Bro. no way, bro. Really, hey, really bro. It's, it's
0: shocking. It's very shocking. Oh, it's bad, man. Do you know Hans Kim? <laughs> Who? Hans Kim. No, nah, i never heard of him. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an Asian com- comedian, dog. He's an Asian comedian. Yeah. Dog. Oh, that nigga's hilarious, bro. And the fact that he's Asian makes it even more funny. <laughs> he says that in his bits. Yeah. In his bits, like, he always emphasizes, you know, his, that the fact that he's Asian and these awkward experiences happen to him and he's hella funny, bro. He's a of no, you should watch came, Kill check Tony. Have you heard of Kill Tony? Wow. Tony Hinchcliffe. Kill Tony. Yeah. Is
1: it on Netflix?
0: It's on YouTube. It is proper, bro. I think you'd enjoy that. Heavy. Okay. Heavy. I'll check it out. Kill it's hilarious, Tony. bro. It is hilarious. Yeah, dog. So like, Kill Tony. It's uh it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's a YouTube show podcast where uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, invites you know some of his uh, friends in the comedy scene and they chill yeah. and they and they chill and they let anyone from the from the audience uh, do stand up for one minute basically oh yeah, oh yeah yeah and then they do stand up then you know they after after they do their stand up they'll you know interview them and ask them what they you know what they do when they started doing stand up and whatnot it's actually it's actually pretty good and it puts people on, bro. I could put people on because that thing gets about, you know, say 300k views per episode and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. No, and the platform. it no, brings people like Joe Rogan. Like
0: no, no, it's not South Africa. No, I'm it's
1: saying something. I wish we had something like that in South
0: oh, Africa. Oh, definitely, bro. It would be dope, hey? Yeah.
1: It would be
0: dope, bro. It would be dope. That's actually something that could be, you know, implemented and redeveloped to, like, work for SA. Yeah, um, yeah, true. I just want to make you listen to this, um, this segment of Kill Tony. It was hilarious. Some uh, orange head guy, brah. Orange head comes up. Uh, why do to stand up? And his voice is pretty unique. And I want you to, like, listen. Always, <laughs> <to> always. <laughs> it's hilarious. There you go. It is, yeah, yeah. How
3: many of you guys like it when comedians yeah. do good on this show? How many of you like it when comedians do bad on this show? This oh, is okay, uh, pretty
0: wow. interesting. Oh, yeah. Make some noise for Tom Murphy, everyone! One more time for Tom. Yeah. This is the comedian. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait.
2: Yeah, you guys like sex? Yeah. Hey. That's yeah, a better reaction I got at the Dollar Tree. Christ! I, yeah, I like sex. I don't. I don't have it a lot, you know. I uh, yeah. My girlfriend actually dumped me about a year and a half ago during the quarantine. It's a little clue you might be the problem in the relationship, you know. Yeah. Saying like she's allowed to see two people on Earth, right? Me and her female roommate. She's like, yeah, let's cut that pie in half. Yeah. Yeah. She hates pussy. She hates it. I've tried to show her with the video. She's just not into it, you know. Yeah. And and after, I was kind of just hoping the quarantine would continue because at least then I know she's not fucking anybody, you know. Unless she suddenly gets a thing for Uber Eats drivers, you know. <laughs> uh, which I knew was not the case because I am an Uber Eats driver. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, and after the quarantine ended, I was just kind of hoping she'd get COVID. Just cause, yeah, it's nothing against her. She's a lovely lady, you know? It's just, uh, I'd rather have a respirator down her throat than, you know, Jeremy. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. Tom Murphy, everybody. Tom Murphy. Fuck yeah, hey. look at you. This is very exciting. You've never been on this show before I would remember you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are an unforgettable face. <laughs> Welcome. This is I, I absolutely... wish I could forget. It's... I can't believe you sound as weird as you look. <laughs> Yeah, wow, what's up, it's me, this is what I talk like, yeah, see, it's me, hello there. It's like if Dean Del Rey (laughs) fucked a
0: penguin.
3: This is incredible, I've always wanted to see what William Montgomery's grandfather's stand-up was like. Absolutely incredible. My god, you look like both the wizard and his student at the same time. (laughs) be 114 <laughs> or 14 i'm not sure which one <laughs> this is incredible are you an m80 like what are you are you literally a firecracker
2: it's yeah irish german
3: irish german so am i
0: okay. weird wow. yeah. yeah look at that. Ah, this one's a little more i want to get to cookie jump to the you know bottom he sounds like before. bro is that that's how he sounds bro. like bro he sounds like Peter Griffin. <laughs> I don't even know who Peter Griffin is. F- F- family guy. Oh, family guy. What kind of card he does, actually. Hey, but this is his real voice.
1: When you come, you no way, Oh, listen bro. to this.
0: This is, this is uh, like, the, the hella funny part. So now they're like, what, is, what they also do on Kill Tony is that like they roast you, bro. They roast that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but they're the professional comedians. No, the they roast you afterwards. So listen to what the uh, Tony Hinchcliffe said to this guy:
3: Cantilopes, watermelon. What are we talking about here? I did fuck a jar of peanut butter once. What? Uh, what do you have any special moves you do in the bedroom? Are there any Tom Murphy patented moves? Uh, I did kind of. Is that what you I, do? I would describe it as lift? rickety. If I had to describe my fucking. <laughs> style. Tom, right let right me right. ask you this: When you come, do you just go Rang!
0: <laughs> he feels so good. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. So yeah. yeah cool I'm gonna definitely take this stuff out, bro. You should check that out. It's hella funny, bro. Oh wait, oh wait. Funny, bro. Yes, yes, it's hilarious. How did you find it? Um. So I listened to the GRE quite a lot, bro. Um, so one of his guests were, was Tony Hinchcliffe. And he mentioned Kill Tony. Yeah. Yeah. From there, so yeah, hella funny, bro. Honestly. I only recently started listening to it, as I said. But oh, yeah, oh you know, It's just hella funny. And the episodes are like two hours long of just in a random, not random, but like a proper stage. It's in a uh a Texas club already. It's hosted in Austin, and it's a live audience because they're just coming there to drink. And then Tony and yeah. just comes on the stage, nice set up uh, with Brian Redburn. Uh, and then he brings some of his friends. And then they have people from the audience you do some stand-up for one minute. And then, you yeah, they roast him. Funny, bro. a funny show. And what an easy nah, way good. to make money. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Literally, actually. Bro, Easiest way ever. For you as a comic in no. SA, you know, do you feel as, as a comic, the comic scene in SA, How? Yeah. What's the, what's the state of it? Like, what's the, you know, the The your I suppose.
1: So it's Uh, very small, very very small. Like literally, all comedians know each other. Like they all (laughs) hang out together. They're the they're the spots you go to. So on Monday it's in Malvo, on Tuesday it's Brown Fountain Kitcheners. On Wednesday, it's Greenside. Um, uh, yeah, and then on okay on th- Wednesday, it's Greenside or Shakers. But no one wants to perform at Shakers because you always die on stage at Shakers in Maboneng. Because like you know how Maboneng. Yeah, like yo, no one, bro. It's if people laugh when you're at Shakers, bro, that means you're really funny. <laughs> you know, like because. <clears throat> everybody's focused you know how my winning is everybody's there for groove so now when you're like okay um can i please make you guys laugh it's just like who's this guy you have to get the <laughs> crowd to pay attention i never really, want to be bro? yeah and then there's this zico's on monday as well that's another place but that's for like the comedians mm. and then yeah there's this comedy company uh funniness i, I work with them a lot uh yeah uh f- funniness they yeah there's some guy they called Mazizi he just he, he puts young comedians on really mm. so uh yeah uh, that's how the comedy see it's small everyone knows each other like literally like so it's very small like, everyone knows each other like you know you know who to hit up if you want like a spot because it's just oh there's also something they do every Sunday now at the Bioscope in Auckland okay. Park but mm. that's that's for, like, paying people. Like, that's $150 per ticket. Uh, that's hosted by some comedian called Shandre Van Veeg. And, yeah, you just know who hosts. And, you know, you ask them. It's all about networking, really. You ask them for a spot. If they like you, they'll say yes. If they don't, just a no. Like, you just need to, like, familiarize yourself with people, which is something I kind of had, like, a struggle with because, I don't know, I'm not a shy person, but around comedians, I'm very shy. Like, it's so weird. Why? I don't know it's just like i was so growing up i was so used to being like the only funny person in the circle and now it's just now i'm surrounded by me's and it's just kind of like by yous.
0: <laughs> yeah i get so, you bro i get you yeah i get you um
1: my friend lisha i do i do stand-up comedy with him he's like a socialite socialites around comedians like he can even roast them like because you you know i'd obviously like there's the, let's just say there's some guy like i don't know let's say robbie collins there you know robbie collins right
0: yeah yeah the tall colored guy
1: yeah the friendliest guy I've ever, friendliest comedian i've ever met really you know like, yeah because at some point he was like yo man i've I've seen you before you you're really good and then for me it was just like damn, damn you know, like bro. that validation is so nice like it's it's really it's really nice uh Wow. So with my boy Lito, it's just like he can, he can literally just be like they can be talking and like he'll he'll roast and it's like mad, bro. It's just it's crazy. And with me, it's just like something I haven't had the courage to do because I always speak. Feel as though I'm speaking out of turn because it's just mm. like well, these are the big cats and what 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 do I have to say to them? You know, mm. so it just makes me really shy. You become uh,
0: super. Self-aware, or yeah. Because you know you don't want sure, to make any mistake. You don't want to say something, or you don't want to, you know, I don't know, cut cut someone out when he's speaking. You yeah, watch your words. You know, I know. I I I really relate to that, bro. You know, because working with yeah, people, and, bro. you know, it's uh, it's it, it's a challenge to do that.
1: because cause you can imagine, like everybody's there cracking jokes and everyone, everything, <laughs> and you know. There's laughter, and then, you know, I come through and I say something, and it's just like, who's this kid? Like, who's this, who's ah, this but,
0: kid? Ah, but uncomedians, like, generally, like, dope people who just laugh at that or make you feel... No, bad. no. I'm Isn't there some ca-
1: camaraderie, bro? Uh, if, Amongst the ones that know each
0: other. You know how it is, sure. right? So, so if uh, so they, they don't laugh at your joke, say it's, it's a funny joke, and they're in a group, and they think, hey, who's this kid? They don't laugh. They You, you know, have that. Like, you have that experience,
1: bro. It's just like, bro. Like, um, for instance, let me just say, uh, Robbie. Robbie's friends with I don't know. There's some guy called T T Chunya. I'm not sure if you know him. Yeah. So. or not Like, eh? yeah, he's also like a really funny guy. Um. So let's just say, like, um, T, T. is performing, and it's just like. You know, comedians don't laugh. They look at you like it's like they take it's like it's like they're breaking down your set. Like, okay, that was a good setup, good punchline, and whatnot. Like, yeah. Um, my first time performing was at Vids uh, Comedy Night in 2020, right? So, mm. get there. I'm shy as hell, bro. and Paul Pops is there, and I'm like, you know, he introduces himself to me as Paul. In my mind, I'm like, my nigga, I know you. Like, <laughs> You know uh tafai 1st name basis yeah yeah you, you know the Tafaya, uh he's some closer chains on instagram he does a lot of skates with skates by the pair as well
0: oh, Sophia, no i don't
1: yeah he's I there like, yo and then it's just there's some guy called Sohil Essa. So uh, essa yeah he's also there and in my mind i'm like yo i've used to watch these people last year and you know, I'm performing alongside them. And it's just, yo, so I get there and I'm like, okay, the uh, the only unknown person there, like everyone is speaking. I'm just shy. We're in a boardroom and everything. There's water and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like the organizers are checking up on us and everything. And I'm just shy there. Like, yo, I don't know what to say because it's just like, ah, uh, I don't know, bro. And then some other guy comes through. His name is Peter Wings like he, he's he was also a good student he, he's also like uh, still on the come up comedically and then yeah thankfully he was friendly to me so you know him and I start chatting you know and then you know before I went on stage he's like yo bro listen do do your thing bro if you say something uh wrong you can always come back from it but just do do your thing bro don't yeah don't 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 be constricted bro and then uh yeah, I got on stage. Uh, it was crazy. <laughs> when I watched that video, it's so cringe. It's it's so cringe, man. I hate that video so much. Uh, I uh, know.
0: Uh, that's, that's when you, I suppose, when you have become more familiar and the more you become skilled in a certain craft or art, when you yeah. see pictures or you see or you reflect on your past, Version of, yeah, it's just like, oh, that that was weird. I know how that feels, but it's yeah, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling,
1: yeah. For me, I genuinely can't get through that video, like, it's like, uh, I can't,
0: (laughs) I I can't, bro. It's like with myself, that's almost like a continuous tendency where, for example, I won't listen to a podcast after I release, yeah, nah, dog. Like when I hear myself um you know on a podcast, I cringe so much, bro. I'm still in that yeah, bro. I'm yeah. like one year in, one year yeah. some change in doing like um a, a, you know doing podcasting, but still, bro, like I won't listen to myself, bro. Say yeah. someone else, um like my friend, my friend uh or Lara, he was on a he was on a pod the other time and you know he wanted to listen um to the pod. Um On the past in the past few days, we were together and you just wanted to listen to the part. But when I hear my parts, and it's like, yo, I analyze myself so much. Yeah. Um, I I was like, ah, why didn't I say that? Or I say um, I'm like, yo, why am I saying um just analyzing and being so self-critical is is my is my issue. That's worked all the time, being not hard on myself, but having high expectations of myself. But I suppose that doesn't work where I'm the creator. And yeah, the feedback yeah. should actually be coming from consumers and the audience. So I shouldn't be, you know, think that I'm in a position to objectively, you know, assess myself from the perspective yeah. of a consumer because I'm the creator. I always think, you know, something can be better. Like for you, for example, when you cringe, you think that you could have done that better or you shouldn't have done this or that. It's always a feel like you should have done. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So maybe that's yeah. that's the the thinking with with you and that i feel you
1: yeah that's how it is bro because i said that video is 10 minutes long i can't i can't <laughs> even get the, past the first two minutes bro it's terrible but I, I i the jokes were so bad like like the jokes were so because i remember afterwards uh we during uh during the break because obviously uh like there's the first half and second half of the show so during the break and Paul Pops was talking to us he's like you know um no you did you did good for your first time but it's just like you know those kind of jokes wouldn't work in the real world and whatnot then he he told me he liked my R. Kelly joke because I made an R. Kelly joke do you remember it it? I don't but like uh I don't I I think I was I was telling some girl that she... Uh, something about R. Kelly or something like And then mm. the crowd went, like, too soon. Like, yo, too soon. <laughs> and then, yeah, he was like, yo, I li-, he said he liked that Arkeli joke. Because, you know, it was... So like, he actually like, liked it. Sorry?
0: He actually said he he liked that joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, if you're performing in a place like Vets, you know, there's a lot of Vets, EFF. Ah, Monday, bro, you no, know, there's... The, uh, the cult of wokeness Yeah Basically that bro so Damn it's like, bro it's, it's You can't make certain jokes I found Ah that I have fuck that bro. Bend, Honestly bro.
0: fuck that bro Honestly yeah. bro
1: Like you know but This whole Yeah You know what the thing is The <clears> only Because in South Africa You have to be sensed In the sense that You know You look at these comedians Who are getting these brand deals And everything And it's just like It's the clean ones it's the clean ones all
0: the time, you get me? you would have to... Uh, um, let me put my phone on silent, bro. I asked you oh, to eh? put yours on silent tonight, Didn't. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do that. Uh, yeah, so South African comedian brands.
1: Yeah, so it's just like, how do I put it? Uh, you can't... You, you have a family to feed at the end of the day bro and it's just like there's certain jokes you can't make so that you can look clean for brands because that's where you get your paper from you know um and it's just like I try I'm trying to clean my my set you know I'm trying to talk about because I'm trying to talk about my relationship with my mom how it was growing up without a father you know just twisting that stuff you know, just to make it more clean. You know, my my uncle, he he owns this other uh, you know thing uh this extra extra classes thing called Gutanong, and you know they always have year end events and there's like either a musician or a comedian there, and um I like I remember asking him, yo Malome, can you please can you please have them book me for this so I can get like a, some paypanyan. And then he was like, okay, show me what you got. Like, and I, I couldn't I couldn't do my set to him because he'd look at me weird, like, like my nigga, like Hunter, oh, this is what you're doing on stage. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I don't I I just need to make myself more clean, you know, because also with regards to doing corporate events, you know, like you need to be clean, you know. Um so if you see, if there wasn't that thing of having to survive on brand deals and whatnot, yeah. then all would be good, you know. Because you look at Mike G's podcast, you know, it gets it's the most viewed podcast in South Africa, in but Africa, in Africa, in Africa. Do other African countries have podcasts? Hey, other African countries have podcasts.
0: Um, yeah, they do. You have a, a couple of you know new podcast dots up in places like Zambia. Kenya, um, Uganda, but not quite a lot. Yeah. It's mostly in South Africa. But the The podcast, yeah. um, you know, podcasting really started in South Africa back with Gareth Cliff. Um, oh yeah, Gareth Cliff, Cliff Central. 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 Yeah, yeah. So that was almost like the birth of it. Maybe there were people doing it before then, but that's pretty unlikely because the first podcast actually started in two thousand and four. By a guy called yeah. Adam Curry, he's he's the godfather of podcasts. Adam oh, Curry. I've
1: never heard of him. Eh?
0: Yeah, you should, you should, you should check him out. And he started podcasts. So in South Africa, it only arrived in say, 2013, 2014 with Cliff. Oh, with Mac G and like Gareth Cliff and everything. Yeah, but Gareth Cliff was definitely the first guy. Although Mac G, um, you know, has a much more substantial audience. Um yeah. despite him starting four years later than Gareth Cliff. So yeah. yeah, it just works that way. However, from brand deals, Gareth gets gets better deals. It's weird. He has less views. He he gets like two K views um on YouTube for his for his, you know, podcast every single day. MacG yeah. Mag G gets about, you know, four hundred K a week. Yeah. But when it comes to brands and the brands that support, you know, Podcast on Cliff Central, for example, BMW, um, yeah, Johannesburg Business School, Nando's used to sponsor um, his show as well. You know, he gets all these big brand deals, and the price or the the value of those brand deals are way, way more than podcast and chill would get. So that's the yeah, that's I, a, that's just other that reality. I think. It was said um, by my He brought this up actually, and he thought, or he said rather, that he knows from his own experience that media really is handled by white people. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's just a you know a, re- a reality really that that would happen. Unfortunately one yeah, well, actually. Yeah. How do how, how do black people get to a, a stage or you know capacitate themselves to, to capacitate control themselves. the media, bro? Is it Ooh. us just starting podcasts and everyone more black people? Because that's what I see black people um, having their own, you know, decentralized audiences through podcasts, yeah, through I YouTube channels, way, like Yeah.
1: Because yeah. remember, it's, the problem is buying out, right? So obviously, let's just say you garnered this significant amount of influence in the media space, right? And it's just like, you you get those bigger brands if let's just say Naspers Naspers has been around since nine apartheid you know and then they see this media company growing and it's just like listen let's 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 buy you out you know they they buy out competition so that they can maintain the amount of influence that they have and you know um, that's what it is it's just people are so susceptible to that it's just like cuz it's just like imagine now you you have the JM podcast and now you you you're clocking like a um, hundred thousand views, you know, every episode, and it's just like obviously there are people there are people that get intimidated by that. It's just like nah man, you know. Ever since this competition has you know come up, I've noticed a decline in my numbers, and obviously put mm. one and one together and do that. So obviously, uh, it's just like they they buy you out, and when you accept to get bought out, then. Uh, you know you you kind of like you're 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 giving you're giving those big media powerhouses you know more power and it's also like I remember Facebook wanted to buy a Snapchat you know uh, Mm. because they know man the competition is getting intense and Snapchat declined and Snapchat's value keep kept increasing you know and Facebook still offered and Snapchat declined and I think it was probably three three four four times I'm not really sure and you know on all occasions snapchat declined is still a growing platform and whatnot and i guess you know they, they were good in that because it's just like you've never heard allegations of snapchat Um, uh you know finding uh what's this uh selling people's data to adver- advertisement right company. right
0: right right
1: yeah i'm not sure i've never had snapchat before so i'm not sure how snapchat works i'm not sure if they're like an ad if there are ads on snapchat i wouldn't know i wouldn't know i had yeah.
0: quite early on and yeah for me it was never yeah yeah so i don't
1: necessarily know how they make their revenue and whatnot but you know um it's just it's just a matter of being bought out like if you're mm. if you're gonna be bought out for an amount that you've never seen before in your life mm. like you know if if ambitious came to me and they were like no uh, we want to um, we want to take over the royalties of your ep we'll give you we'll give you 60k i've never seen 60k in my life bro best believe i'm saying yes cuz that's 60k you get me ning, ning they're making like 500,000 600,000 off of that and it's just like damn, you know if I, they had equipped me with the tools to make that 500,000 it would have been better but you know here i am sitting with 60k and I did nothing but pop bottles at the club with the seven baddies in the pool. You get me, <laughs> <laughs> and it's
0: just, it's just like you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. that happens quite a lot. There was um, a story one of one of the most popular songs the last few December. I don't remember who it actually was, but um, it was ambitious. Maybe it was ambitious or another record uh, record label. Where these artists went on the podcast and were complaining that they didn't get a cut and that they're the yeah, that's what really is happening. It happens a lot, yo. Imagine MT, yeah. bro. Imagine a, a man like MT, an artist like MT, gets bro. literally they pull the rug and he's gone, bah, on the floor on his ass, bro. All his cars. Uh, some of his he's properties housed, bro it was mad bro mad yeah, bro. like it was, he was it was, also sad, bro. Mm, it was it was incredibly disheartening to like witness that bro gradually yeah. just empty just falling for them like hey, what's happening here this guy was yeah. the biggest thing in this country just now and now he's you know,
1: it happens bro because remember Aries Aries is probably the greatest success story actually uh in the sense that uh, Aries, I remember so Aries had left Ambitious with Fifi Cooper and Benchmark and then he made a song um, explaining why and then Vuzu got uh, an interview with them, uh, all four of them Um, and then yeah, I remember DJ Spista saying something, I'm not sure if it was DJ Spista but it was just like they were like, yo how do you, they, he was complaining about Aries' behavior, like, how do you conduct yourself in that fashion as a brand, like, now no one is going to want to work with you, I'm not even interested in working with Aries, and then, you know, how, fast forward, how many years later, four, four or five four, years five. later, you know, Aries is literally, Aries is huge, bro, like, Fifi Cooper has died out, you know, um, sadly. Yeah, sadly, bro. But uh, she had a presenting job on SABC1.
0: I don't know. When. Ah, bro, come on. That's not a consolation. Yeah, um... I got <laughs> well, you. You're gonna be gonna be be in front of crowds, bro. Now you're in front of uh, some some camera giving is, news, bro. SABC ah, yeah. on top of that. SABC. Come yeah. on. Come on.
1: Yeah, so Aries <laughs> is literally, like, I I have respect for him. Like Too much. high... Because too much, because and with me, the only artist that I ever want to see live is a Reese and Makazi. you get me? Like,
0: mm, I've heard of Makati a lot. What's, what's the deal with Makati?
1: I don't know. I just like her music, bro. it's just energy. Like, I wish I knew the lyrics, but with a Reese, I know the lyrics. What language like, I does watch... she,
0: she sing in? Venda. Venda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about I've heard about her. You've never heard of Makazi song? No, I've never.
1: You don't know Hakama Torogisi? I
0: definitely do not. Definitely do not. Damn,
1: bro. I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to send you a link.
0: I'm
1: going to send you
0: that song specifically. <laughs>
1: yeah, bro. Like, she's, she's too much, bro. Her and King Monada. Like,
0: yeah, I King, don't, I don't King Monada, I know him. I know him. What What was one of his favorite, I mean, his uh, famous tracks? Skabora Mureki. Yeah, Skabora Mureki. I know Kimona. Okay, yeah. well, like, Makazi. I don't know. And Makazi like like the sidekick, you know, she like
1: no, outgrow him. Huge, bro. She's huge. Wow. Let me check it yeah. out. Yeah, but maybe that's because I'm from Nimpopo. Like I'm very fond of music <laughs> from Nampopo. Supporting you your old. old. Yeah, bro. Because I mean, it, it only got music from Limpopo, only got popularized recently, bro. Like. Initially, you know, if you're playing songs from Limpopo in a club, it's just like, okay, awkward now. Yeah, but it's now right. it's just like if you play King Monadao, Makazi in a club, depending on which club you're at, it's just like, you know, it's it's vibes, bro. Like, uh-huh. I love Makazi and I love Aries, you know, two artists that I, I really, I've watched Aries live, you know, it was life-changing. Um, live way. In Brompton, there's something called the Street Fest. It's a hip hop event.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I watched him live there, and it was so dope because I knew all his lyrics, and it was just like it was. Ah, oh,
0: it must have been dope, bro. Yo, it must. Yeah,
1: dope, and the first time I watched him live was at Freshers in twenty twenty. You know, I was. Oh I damn! Was...
0: Yes, I remember that. Ah, oh, that was dope as fuck, bro. Yeah, you were there? Yeah, I was there, bro. I remember that. AKA was there that night as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, I was, was a lit K- freshes, K- bro. Yo, I freshes is lit, bro. It's pretty,
1: bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I performed uh, con uh, what's that song? Uh, control, what what's it? that song again? Composure,
0: Composure, Composure. Yes, he did Composure. Oh, what yeah, else do and you I do? I know
1: the lyrics to that, uh, like all the lyrics, bro. I remember singing a long word for word. It's just, I, I don't know, bro. There's just something about. You know, watching an artist perform live, and you know the lyrics. Because yesterday I was at um, this other Budweiser event in Bram, um, and it was like it's, it's sort of like deep house and house and the alternative house. I don't know any of those songs that were playing. Bro. And, and as much as I enjoyed my time, it was just like you know, I know if I had uh, known the songs, I probably would would have like you know had a great time. You know. But that's not to say I didn't have a good time. But in my mind, when you caught there initially, I was just like, "Yo, I hope there's a DJ that's gonna play like Amma piano, mm. you know. But then it didn't happen.
0: But I enjoyed my time nonetheless. So, how often do you, yeah. how often do you, do you, do you listen to piano? Because that's every, that's
1: one every genre bro. that's it's gone, every bro. Day. Like it's global. It's yeah, incredible. Even, even Chris Brown is uh, doing it's, piano now. Piano
0: star. Yeah, yeah. Drake and yeah. piano. Um, you know melodies and piano beats in. uh, what? Honestly, never mind.
1: Yeah, and you have uh, Paul Pogba dancing
0: to piano songs. Oh yeah, right. like it's infiltrating pop culture, bro. Globally, yeah, in the yeah, UK, fam, bro. they love yeah. it. Yeah, they love they have the UK. fam.
1: Yeah, piano place in the UK, it's mad, bro. And yeah, it's mad. It's lovely to see. Yeah, it uh, is. When I when I dropped my EP, some nigga I went to primary school with. Uh, he was like, Why aren't you doing piano? I'm like, yeah, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> like listen to the EP. You got <laughs> and then he was like, No, nah, you, you need to start making piano. Um, because uh, have you heard of major stees? Major Steez, yes, I know major Steez. Yeah, so I went to high school, uh, to primary school with them. Uh, really? You know, yeah, yeah. Went to primary school with them. So we weren't friends, friends, but, you know, we were, we knew each other, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, obviously they started off making hip hop and everything. And now they kind of like, they fused the uh, piano with hip hop and it's just like crazy. Mm. So when that guy had messaged me, like some guy called uh, Chris. um he also into primary school with us. He's also very close to Majesty's. Um, He was just like, yo, you, should, you need to make piano. I'm like, nah, it's in the works. And he's like, nah, that's good. You so know, you are cause... working on... To be honest, music. I did write a piano track. Um, but it was hip-hop piano. Like I was rapping on a piano beat because my homie, my homie produces piano beats. Mm. Uh, his name is Mr. Nice Time. Um, Shout so... out, Mr. Nice Time yeah so him and i were supposed to uh work together um this year but like i don't know it still hasn't materialized as of yet but it's uh something i'm looking forward to because i I hope i sound dope like you know like the worst thing i can do is hop on a whole new different sound and sound terrible i just i hope i sound dope
0: yeah but definitely your, your your ep yeah, is definitely at a, at a at a very high level. The songwriting, oh, the songwriting, oh, yeah, that, my nigga. That's the that's songwriting, my priority,
1: bro. The songwriting is my, my priority, bro. Oh, the Kay. songwriting
0: is 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 incredible. Yeah, the beat selection is quite something as well. Yeah, I really like uh two years, um the yeah, themes yeah. that run through the 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 EP. Um, you know. Uh, um, emotional heartbreak relationships yeah. um uh, self-doubt and introspection could you just Truth. firstly the 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 voice the voice note clip or the the voice yeah the voice note clip that started the uh song can i vent who was yeah. there and um who has that go in question <clears throat>
1: That girl, that's a, a very, very close friend of mine. Her, right. Yeah, her name is Rudzani. you could and hear, it. Like, you could hear,
0: she's a close friend. Advice. Yeah. She was yeah, in it yeah. for you know. She loved you. <laughs> <laughs> so that intro, the intro I'm referring to, right? Uh, for those yeah. who might have listened to the, to the um, to the EP yet, here it is. People that you're doing it on, one person is more than enough for you to hurt. It yeah. really is more than enough for you to hurt.
2: No. Did she cheat on you? Yeah. But you know
0: she was in it for for it. You know that she actually really did fucking care for you. It felt like she got an and she was like, nah, I'm gonna pay with these feelings. No. Don't that I've been praying every single night day, praying for She was in it for it. <laughs> yeah, she was in it for it, bro. Yeah, uh, hey, bro. what is, what is that conversation? Uh, how did that conversation
1: so um, um after my girlfriend at the time broke up with me, I was in shock, bro. I was, I was like in shock. I was really shocked, bro. like, why would why would someone I love hurt me this way you know (laughs) like this is someone i genuinely love and you know things how long had you been together bro three months only bro Mm. three months but in that time i think it's more about the quality rather than the quantity absolutely yeah she was such a good girlfriend uh wow you know uh she had her spontaneous moments you know It, it. she made me realize that one of my um love languages were acts of service i I never really knew that wow Uh, yeah i I really i was fully in i was like no cheating nothing you know i'm fully in like i'm putting all my cards and my eggs in one basket and i was fully in and when she sort of like hurt me the way that she did i was in shock because you know I, i i i just didn't expect that from her you know um so obviously, given that um i I decided that no, you know i i'm gonna just be a toxic change you know i i I'm not gonna have genuine intentions with anyone else you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna do what i i'm gonna go in my my f voice these type vibes and um so I was having a conversation with the uh, the the girl who's in the intro rodzani, that's my homie, you know um and then so I was like, yeah. You know that's what I'm gonna do and Rizani knows my that my the girl who my girlfriend that's how I met her I met her through her and yeah you know we were talking so, and she, so was like, the,
0: she was the wing man
1: no nah, not even bro she she was the, the obstacle <laughs> <laughs> she was the obstacle right. yeah um yeah because she she I don't know I don't know why she uh she never helped me you know uh, it was all me Uh, literally all me she never tried to persuade her in any sense that was all me um so we're having a conversation I'm there, heartbroken of course you know like uh women are not good people and I'm gonna go out and hurt other people's feelings and she she doesn't know me to be that person you know Mm. that's why she was like hurting her, I was telling her that, yo, I'm going to go on this. And I'm like, my in, my influence can't be that hectic on the game. And then she was like, no, one person is more than enough. Like, one person one, is I, enough. Mm. Yeah. One person is enough. Yeah, you know. Um, And uh, she was just like really angry at me because she doesn't know me to be that person who doesn't have genuine intentions. Um, mm. I always have genuine intentions. Um, I was telling this other girl the other time that, my biggest red flag is that I'm too good to be true. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, that doesn't, that's yeah, a good line, doesn't necessarily you know? mean I'm perfect. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm without my flaws. It's just like, you know, um, I guess the only thing that would be missing from me is like my style of my dressing sense. You know, if I if I got that like proper, then I'm I've, I'm... I'm
0: above everyone else, actually. Uh, when you think. Uh, so, so, uh, so, so you, you don't rate your. Uh, please put your phone on silent. Oh, sorry. So, let me do that. Uh, no, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Please repeat that last part that you're too good to be true. Yeah. Now.
1: So, um, Wait. yeah. I said, as I said, my, my, my biggest red flag is that I'm too good to be true. Wait. Um, yeah. Wait. Start. Yeah, so my, my biggest red flag is that I, I'm too good to be true. And <laughs> I guess the, the only thing that's missing is, like, my, my style of my dressing sense. Like, you know, I, I'm, it's not bad, but, you know, it can be great. And, you know, if I had the money to, I definitely would. But, you know, I understand why I say I'm too good to be true is, you know, firstly, I'm six foot one. I'm quite tall.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. damn, you are you're <laughs> a unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt so safe. You know, you, you know other day you were, uh were company, me showing that place uh, to buy bake, and yeah, you're just walking yeah. next to me. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, let Six yeah. foot one bodyguard yeah, with yeah. me. I'm safe.
1: Yeah, we, we. <laughs> So you know, I'm I'm six foot one. You so, know, so you're I that can...
0: ideal. You're not a typical. Uh, South African uh, man's average height, because I know that's a huge thing on that uh, illusionary place called Twitter, where yeah. uh, and my friend, yeah. my friend actually spoke about this other time we're together. He's like, uh, you know, these are uh, uh, um, these height expectations. You must be six one and whatnot not. your father's not even five four, or something like that. You know, I found that. So what's the actual
1: height? The average height of South African males. Let me Every
0: let year? me let me search that. Let me actually search that. Um, average height of South African man. The, hev- the average height of a South African yeah. male is 1.7 meters.
1: 1.7 meters.
0: That's sort of. That's like, um, five foot six. But listen to this: South Africa has the seventy-sixth shortest average height for women in the world. That's what interesting. Does that like we're really sh- South African women are really short. Yeah, so um, one hundred and fifty-eight centimeters.
1: Oh, okay, oh,
0: away. Yeah. That's, that's dope. not a, that's that's not that tall at all. Yeah, uh, when I put it that way. Here's a a headline that says Black South African men have been inching up Over the past 30 years So it was bad
1: It was bad
0: (laughs) And black males um, Black and white males achieved their adult height At 17.5 and 16.5 years Oh wow So when you're 17 um, Back in the day That's as far as you would grow Basically Yeah. Yeah So if you 1918 or 21 looking to get taller It's over for you bro Because I was hoping I was going to get taller bro Ah come on bro You don't need to get taller Yo, That's capitalism you know that means, right like, there Capitalism
1: Now nah, You know what I realised I realised <laughs> that I'm, I'm I'm short for a tall guy Yeah Yeah Because if there was a competition amongst tall people Like I'd probably Yo I'd you if probably... tall jets bro you
0: tall yeah. jets I used to so work
1: six foot four or something,
0: bro. <laughs> I used to work with um another footballer I used to advise him and stuff. Yeah. And first time we met for first time we met for lunch. Man, um, yeah. I just I, I couldn't recognize him because from the you know the, the video chats we used to have, he didn't look you know that 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 yeah. tall and whatnot, you know, the few video chats we watched. But I saw him from the videos I watched of him. He looked like a tall guy. But he looked two times taller in person. I was like, huge, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just also this guy, uh, Kevin <coughs> Kevin Garnett, the So one Ke- in that Kevin Adam Garnett Sander movie. Hey, the one in that Adam Sander movie. I think so, Kevin Garnett, bro. Is he? He's yeah, an actor, yeah. or whatnot. That guy was was taking pictures with some Chelsea players. Um, from, yeah. Because they're in preseason right now in uh, the USA, or oh, they were in preseason in the USA. Yeah, and they took players with it. They took pictures with him and whatnot. Even our keeper, bro, like our keeper looked short in comparison to that nigga. Bro. Yeah. I was like, yeah, especially Black Americans. I think they uh, they have some they you know? They pretty, pretty. They 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 pretty tall, bro. They pretty tall. Yeah, naturally, and they just pretty. I don't know. They grow up. I don't know, bro. But like a sixteen-year-old American, bro looks yeah. maybe two three years older than their age i don't know maybe it's the things that they eat their diets apparently i've heard um things that connect diet and just the u.s lifestyle to how fast their bodies grow and whatnot not to develop so that could yeah be yeah those niggas are tall bro shit yeah I so you think thinking. you'd be short in, in comparison to them is that what yeah, you're yeah bro in America, <laughs>
1: every America, i said, bro yeah, In America, I wish I genuinely wish I was taller, man. I I want to get taller, like maybe six foot four, you know.
0: So that's already that's the first thing that makes you too good to be true. And then,
1: um, I'd like I'm a great listener, you know. Um, I I strike a perfect balance between cussiness and hood uh, and 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 this suburbness. I'm not <laughs> too much of a snob. And I'm not too much of a hood nigga. You get, I get me? That. I get that. I know bro. how to balance that. Um, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, intelligence and you know humor, bro, and spontaneity, bro. It's just and genuinely, I have genuine intentions. You know, and it's so sad that having genuine intentions makes you too good
0: to be true. You know, ah, I get that, bro. And you, you actually really a nice guy, bro. Yeah, like, bro. And I remember. I remember in uh back in in 2020, bro. The day the day we met, you had a a tutorial, you know. Um, you know, people pretty uptight at that moment. You free, you know, you greet to me, and I came in like, oh, I like this nigga already. Yeah, Uh, you're chilling, you're asking questions and making jokes in that tutorial, make people laugh. I was like, dude, this nigga is such a nice guy. And the time I've known you, I don't think uh, you know, I'd have anything negative to say about you. So I, I definitely vouch for you there when you say you're a genuine guy but you yeah. think the challenge is now um that when you are a genuine guy it becomes a um it becomes a weakness from from what i'm hearing definitely about. definitely bro That's how so how heard. does that happen and how it's have you just, experienced it
1: how have i experienced it so um i remember it started in 20 it started when i got to to varsity Mm. Uh, you know, there was this girl I had met, she stayed in my building, sixth floor, just the floor above me, you know, and I really liked her, we connected really well, and I was, I was tired of being friend zoned, because in high school I got friend zoned a lot, um, and yeah, so this girl, a week after speaking to her, I'm like, listen, no, uh, I like you, and I don't want this to remain platonic, and then she was just like, you know, nah, you know, I think we're better off as friends. And it's just like, I feel as though once you elicit particular attributes, like, you know, being genuine and everything, like being being just open. Because I had a friend, well, I have a friend, his name is Yusuf, All right. Uh, he also stayed in my building. Um, and, you know, every time we'd go to some girl's room, like him and I and our other friends, and, you know, we'd just be chilling there. And he's a very quiet and very mysterious, and, you know, for girls would find that intriguing and it'd be like, damn, man, you know, like I wanna be like that. Yeah, like, you know. Um, but then unfortunately I couldn't because I'm generally a person that, you know, speaks a lot. Um, you know, I'm a generally sociable person. So with, with me, it's just I realize once you have genuine intentions, it's like, it's sort of like a red flag, you know. Like, it's like, hey so this guy he actually has serious intentions with me and wants to make me, uh, you know, uh, wants to get into something wholesome with me. Uh nah, I'm a pass, you get me? Because you're not a project that someone can work on. You know, you're, I wouldn't say you're complete, but it's just like, you know, no one's trying to make you, I don't know. Because for instance, they say you're a shy guy. Someone will be, a girl would be like, yo, why don't you talk? I want to hear more from you. Come on, you know. Like let's, let's talk more, and um it's just like they they work towards you know having you come out of your shell, uh, whereas with me, it's just I'm already out of my shell. you know, like i'm I'm self- aware to a certain extent, you know I'm a friendly mm. person, apparently, being friendly is not an attractive attribute when it comes to females, you know, because uh they they view friendliness as weakness in the sense that they they probably assume that you can't, you know, fight or, or defend her, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not, you know, uh, like it's, it's really not. Because uh, I remember last year with the girl I was dating, she told me that, yo, uh, this guy is flirting with her and whatnot. And then I'm like, yo, do you want me to talk to him? And then, like, I got serious, like, yo, I'm like, do you want me to talk to him? And then she's like, yo, baby, you're scaring me. And it's just like, she wasn't necessarily used to that. And she was like, no, you don't have to talk to him or anything. And, you know, I guess she was shocked because in her head, she was like, oh, you know, this guy's really friendly. But then he also has the capacity to, you know, Mm. um, to act when the time arises. And genuinely, like when the time does arise, like if I genuinely feel as though someone is disrespecting uh, my, my girl or disrespecting me in front of my girl. It's just yo, I'm, I won't take kindly to that. You, you get what I'm saying? It's Absolutely.
0: Just, but it take I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it takes to yeah. it takes. It it would be uh such a a, a level of uh, just you know confrontation or disrespect that would push you to that. Because as you're saying yeah. right now, um, as I as I said, you like you generally like just a nice guy. So, but yeah. I suppose that is a. Um, People just have the connotation of uh, friendly, genuine people that they're yeah. not violent or they they wouldn't be able to um, defend themselves. Which, which obviously, I suppose yeah. it's an easy it's an easy assumption to make. You know, very much yeah. so. Yeah. And
1: yeah, so I guess you know, um, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, dislike myself for being a nice guy anymore. I used to dislike myself for it. What do you quiet. What do you mean by that? Like I really wanted to change. Like I genuinely wanted to change. I wanted to be like, you know, those an asshole, like proper, like, you know, uh asshole, a dick, you know, not like not be rude or anything, but just, you know, I don't know, make myself not safe with regards to like how females see me, because you know, obviously if females view you as safe, they want to make you their friend, not entirely their partner. Whereas if they see you as like intriguing, like, oh, okay, this guy's like a bit of like danger to him. Let me, you know, go for him. Because um, I remember I would asked that in my first stress psychology lecture. I was like, uh, ma'am, I, well, I forgot what I called that. But I was like, how come nice guys always get friend zoned? And she gave me the analogy of, you know, sometimes it's nice to wear your slippers. It's comfortable. And everything and you know you have a good time but you know sometimes you have to wear your heels and you want to go out and that's when you feel you're most confident. And then I was just like damn okay, I gotta be the heels, but then over time it's just like, you know, I have grown to, to accept myself for who I am, although sometimes I still do have challenges when you know certain things happen you know i but i've generally I, i'm not at a point where like i dislike myself for being the person that i am like you know a, a person with genuine intentions
0: mm. that's yeah. intriguing that's an intriguing perspective there yeah it so, genuinely is I, I have no immediate response to that i, I need to think
1: about what <laughs> yes, you said shoot
0: you know what i I mean but that's 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 pretty profound so i suppose that's do do you speak about that do you in any way reference um that um self i don't i don't think it's self-hate but that self um dislike of you know you being a friendly or genuine person did that come across in the album or was that not?
1: Um, oh, the EP.
0: And the EP, um, and the EP, yes. Yeah,
1: the black I ballads think, I, don't, I don't think I did. Eh? Um, uh, I don't think I actually did. I didn't. I didn't express that. Um, and which is crazy because that's when it was exaggerated. During the time I was writing the EP, like it was exaggerated. Like I had this exaggerated view. Like okay men shouldn't be vulnerable, men shouldn't open up, stuff like that. You know, I was watching these these toxic niggas on TikTok and I was just like, hell yeah, uh-huh. But then <laughs> funny enough, funny enough, I, I never wrote about it in the EP because in the EP, it's just, you know, can I vent? You know, it's a peaceful. So um, I, I write that, there's a lyric there where it's just like, every time I give my all, I feel like all I do is lose. You know, and mm, I guess mm, it's mm. sort of like frustration.
0: You know, like you know, um. Is, I also, is, that, I
1: also, sorry, is yes? that in
0: your personal life? Is that in uh, career wise? Is that no, That's just Our relationship. relationship specifically, right? Yeah.
1: So right. I was just like, every time I get my all, I feel like all I do is lose, um, and I'm like, I feel like I've been running in a race that I'm not winning. You know. And that's sort of like reference to me just being the person that I am, uh, cloud, uh, surrounded in the society where people have some sort of like conception on what constitutes relationships, and it's not necessarily the traditional form. Everyone has this like ideas of sneaky links, which is not something I'm opposed to, but um, you know, they there's this there's this you know um, the consistency I noticed with regards to people within our generation is the lack of communication, um, which uh, the lack of communication just it, it results in heartbreak, really. Uh, so it's one thing I've noticed, and I guess that's when I was just, like, frustrated because it's just, like, I'm good at communicating and I'm, I'm trying to get good at these things, and it's just, like, why am I still losing? Why am I not winning this race, mm. you know? Um, and it was just, like, really frustration really more than, like, um discontent with self that came later on you know um but this yeah frustration and discontentment with self uh, i didn't really explore those in detail in the ep it was more of
0: how could you hurt me like you know but, uh, you are, you are, you are very you very emotionally and vulnerable on definite. that definitely you, you definitely definitely you know, emphasized yeah, yeah. how 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 you were feeling and, you know, the, the place you were at?
1: Yeah, I had to be, you know, because I didn't want to speak to anyone about it. You know, when when they would ask me, yo, what happened with you and Manglong? Like, I'd be like, yo, I don't want to talk about it. And uh, people don't know me to be that person because I'm generally an open person. So when my friends asked me, yo, what happened with her? And then I'd be like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. They were shocked because it's just like, no ways, man. You know, you're not like this, you know. When you get heartbroken, you tell us, you know, like, what's what's happening? What did she do to you? Now, mm. now they want to know even more because it's just like, here, man. This nigga doesn't want to tell us. Ah, so it must be bad. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe she did a number because previously when you would get heartbroken, we wouldn't have to ask him. He'd just walk into our room. So it was very like, unlike you. Happened. Yeah, it was very unlike me. I still Mm. haven't told my friends what what happened, you know. Um, I kind of had a song. uh, There was a song that was supposed to be on the EP about, you know, what happened in detail. But then... Is it that there for you?
0: There for me, Ron.
1: No, 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 no. It's some other song. I didn't even name the song. Mm -hmm. Um, The lyrics were quite, yeah, they were detailed, like, you know, uh, detailed. And I was just like, nah, you know, I'm not going to put that on. You know, like yeah, Jack. That bring
0: into a, a a a deluxe EP version. <laughs>
1: hey, hopefully, hopefully, man, hopefully. Um, because I did, I do want to upload my stuff on Apple. So I only found out that it takes four it takes four weeks, uh, for your, your your stuff to get uploaded on Apple, and I I didn't know that prior to announcing the release date of my EP, and oh, I've been delayed for so long and i was just like okay i can't delay this stuff anymore like i'll just drop it on youtube and hope people stream it there you know and you know they did and yeah you know i i guess i was i was really happy because i remember when pressing the upload button i was like damn I, I i really did it i uploaded my first project ever and i was i was happy for myself you
0: know like i was i was really happy for myself you should be bro that's a uh... It's an honorable achievement. Yeah. Is, you know, you know, putting out something that you created, something you've developed, something an idea really that came out of your brain and was developed by your brain. And you yeah, yeah, true, you know, true, sort of true. you were the architecture of you are the architect rather of the 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 entire project and it comes out for yeah, the yeah. That's always like a you know a deep realization or moment of just also your hard work and everything that you've done
1: true true man uh because i've been working on it i think uh from the moment i got heartbroken um you see the you see the final song the trials and tribulations yes that was literally the first song i wrote on the ep like it was the first song um and i guess if you if you uh, notice uh I didn't write any I I wrote descriptions for the first five songs and then um for trials and tribulations I couldn't write a description like I wrote a description as to why I'm not writing a description you know like you know because when I do listen to that song sometimes it's, it kind of does take me back like yo okay damn this actually happened I mean obviously I'm in a better place right now I've healed and everything but it's just like You know sometimes you do tend to reflect and it's just like oh you know that was that was a crazy time you know i was i was actually laughing about it with my my friend the one who's on um the 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 intro voice note (laughs) because she she had first-hand experienced how hurt i was like i was it was a dark place uh and but i'm really glad i managed to get out of it
0: yeah and bitter days i suppose is a a good song to to close it out um let me
1: explain better days which is f- funny enough it's the highest streaming stream song yes it? i it, noticed
0: it? that i noticed yeah. that it's, ah, it's a track it's a track yeah i, wait, track. Wait. I think the the, the 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 beat and your flow it just you know merges perfectly
1: yeah with, the, with better days so better days uh i was still heartbroken but then uh it was when i think it was when i decided to come out of my toxic phase like like, you know what, you know, I need to actually actively heal. And that's where Better Days comes through. It, it's just the acceptance that things are over and better days are going to come. Like, Better Days is probably the most detailed song with regards to what, what, what happened. Because in, my, my, in, my, in the song, it was just like, um, who knew that she would hurt me was in it for the long run. It ended up too damn early. Wasn't even worth a text message or a call thinking, did she ever care about me at all? You know, um, it was just, you know, even with the second verse, I say something like, I slow and steady wins the race, running at a steady pace. You said you would be there for me, but you were just buying face. I'm not ashamed to admit that I made my own mistakes, but I'd never do you how you did me in a hurtful
0: way. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Remember that last line, in a hurtful yeah. way. You wouldn't do it in a hurtful way. That's yeah. interesting. So you'd still do it, but just not in a hurtful way
1: not in that way that she, like the, the way things ended it was Wait, like, without
0: with, without without disclosing um what the actual details because i'm you know, yeah know not interested in, in actual details but how brutal or how um hurtful was the nature in which the, the relationship ended i wouldn't i wouldn't
1: recommend anyone go through that hey <laughs> like like <laughs> I feel like that's the <laughs> the only thing I can say, like, cause it's just there's a way you end things with someone, you know. Mm. Uh, I'm not even gonna say like, you know, she's a bad person for doing it or anything like that, you know. I'll never throw dirt on her name like that, um. But I I genuinely feel as though things could have definitely been handled in a better way, uh, you know. And I guess, you know, it happened. Um, I'm actually kind of glad I went through it, you know, cause I don't think. I don't think anything worse can happen. Maybe I stand to be uh, what to call <laughs> touch yeah. wood. Mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I genuinely, could have been handled in a better way. But you know, I guess to some extent, I had to be understanding, and you know, that was that. And it was like, okay, now things are over, and they're ending in this way, and it's just like, because at some point, I did resent her, like. I did like I resented her, and you know I don't anymore you know because what's it's not gonna bring me anything mm. you know bring, so um I did resent her, but I got past it and you know i'm I'm you know I'm in a better place
0: now you're definitely in a better place physically as well because yeah, yeah. The, the just to just to wrap up the. difference in the comparison um of of your transformation is night and day it's just incredible
1: it's incredible it's
0: uh at first i don't know why but i felt quite weird um actually congratulating you for that because you know some people you know they might i don't know take offense so i was really cautious not to actually like congratulate you because you might be offended by that but yeah there was this other picture you posted i'm like dude you are yeah. sex, bro. What's happening, bro? Oh, Dude is, it is, it is bro. shredded. He's got his thing. You can see you are working out. You're back at the gym. And I have to say, bro, yeah. At the moment I saw that video of, of your 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 year transformation. But also during yeah. the album as well, seeing you work out and on your status as as well. That is what yeah. that is what motivates me this year to go back to the gym. So shout out to uh- you, bro. Oh, wait, genuinely, oh, wait, my, genuinely nigga. my nigga like you you got me working out again and just the, oh, the transformation that you've had is 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 quite something it's an inspiration so could you uh just to um wrap up this what was a really positive and enjoyable podcast yeah the transformation of your body is yeah is quite something something to behold it really is like you are oh, yeah, you did yourself south, you you showed your discipline, uh, your own hard work, your own initiative, your own proactivity. I remember you actually posted a video by Mal Robbins that said no one uh, is going to no fucking No help one's going to come. No exactly. one's going to tell
1: you Bro, off. Bro!
0: Yeah. I remember that. You posted that one day and I was like, yeah, this, it, it really, it really, you know, resonated with me and I, now seeing with your actions and the results they've had, yeah. Really, man. No one fetched you. No one told you to do whatever you decided. So the mental strength and the the self-respect yeah, it, it that shows is just it's just a lot, bro. So I really respect you. I respect you even more as a person. Oh like thank you, you so much, man. I appreciate it. That's huge. That. Yeah. So so how is it? How is it now looking back?
1: Looking back, it was it was quite difficult, because yeah, um it started out as a 21-day challenge. So my friend Blessing and I, we were like, okay, if anyone skips the gym, they pay 50 bucks to the other person. And then that kind of created accountability. Mm. So with me, uh, because I was going consistently, um, I didn't want to have that thing of, okay, you know, Romeo's going to the gym now, but he's not even losing weight. That's weird. You know, I think that would have kind of been embarrassing for me, you know. So then I, my dad was. Just super strict like i was very very hard on myself um and you know i don't think i should have been as hard on myself as i should have because you know I, I lost 25 kgs in like three months uh, uh and with some people it takes like a year you know and with because that because obviously you know things come up like um you know they get distracted and with me, I couldn't I didn't want to get distracted. And I don't think I would have forgiven myself if I did get distracted. And you know, I, I was just like, okay, yeah, now we in it, you know. And then my friends were shocked, you know, because in the sense that, yo, hey, um, we're going out to news cafe and you're ordering like a chicken and a salad, bro. Just order a burger, one burger. <laughs> and, wait. and then in my mind, I'm like, nah, no um you know I was very strict with myself um it you know it, it does have its 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 um um how do you say uh consequences, consequences as yeah. well yeah because in retrospect I shouldn't have been that strict with myself you know I'm glad I was but you know you know I got to a point where I disliked eating you know because I'd eat the same things every day I wasn't really a good cook back then well last year so I just didn't give myself leeway, you know. I I wouldn't. I'd have a cheat meal maybe like once a month, mm. you know. Whereas there's nothing wrong with having a cheat meal four times a month, you know. Mm. Um, I'd do that, and like my friends were just really shocked because, you know, when you go from like chowing gang, you know, for instance, let's say we go to fish and chips. Obviously, I'm the one there probably takes six slices, and everyone else is having three or four. And I'm just there consistently eating and it was just like a complete difference, really. And you know, I don't regret taking the journey. Um, you know, because I, I I guess, you know, um being being overweight and being uh you know slender on Tinder, you notice the difference like on <laughs> Tinder, <laughs> like I get I get more likes, like it's crazy, really. It, I get more likes. Um, I've always had a high amount of self-confidence, but, you know, it's, it's increased, um, you know. And, yeah, I, you know, that's that's genuinely what I can say, you know. It required a lot of, like, mental power, like brain power. But I think after, after I had started to lose weight, um, I, I didn't want to gain any of it back um you know I didn't want any of that but then in the beginning of the year I think I've I my intention has been to gain weight actually because I wanted to like bulk up so in the beginning of the year I think I gained back maybe like in the first half of the year I gained like five five six kgs um and I was content with that you know I was like yeah it's intentional and I know I know that I did this and like you know I I did it because I wanted to Cause previously, like, if I'd gained weight while I was on my weight loss thingy, uh, journey, I would have like, I would have had a terrible day, you know, like, what am I doing? This stuff isn't working, you know. I just it was kind of toxic, you know, uh, because after my first cheat cheat meal after the twenty one day challenge, I think I'd gained like a kg, and then in my mind I was just like, yeah, no more cheat meals, nothing like that. Now it. Was strict like not even playing games this time you know and and back then I didn't understand that weight fluctuates you know you can uh, you can be uh because I remember the number was uh I had lost uh, my first 10k 10 kgs I had weighed 101 kgs um because I started with 111 and after 21 days I was 101 and then I had a cheat meal and then I was 102 kgs and I was like, never again. Like, <laughs> never are we having a cheat meal again. Hey, those um, cheat meals are they deadly, hey? They're not actually, hey. They're really, they really not. Um, but I, I don't regret anything. Yeah. So I was, I was really, I was very hard on myself. Um, and I should have handled it differently, you know, uh, because it did have an effect on my mental health. But then, you know, now I'm in a healthier space, um, you know, and I, I don't regret anything. So, yeah, in retrospect, I just shouldn't have been hard on myself, like in that way.
0: But the the, the, the fact that you are hard on yourself, didn't that sort of make the process faster? Because you did say you lost about... Yeah,
1: it, a day it, day. it's like, how do you put it? Um, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Let me not say Rome. Like, building a house, maybe let's say the average time is like, um, you know, five, six, seven months, eight months. right? You know, you have to lay down the foundation and everything, get the paperwork right, you know. Um, but then, you know, you have these shows like Extreme Home Makeover, and they make... Oh, they- I remember
0: those, bro. yeah,
1: yeah. And then they they build the houses in two weeks, Joe. Two Two weeks, weeks. bro. Eight months to build a house. But you can imagine the stress on the builders, bro. Like, the stress that they have, the fact that they have to clock in early. It takes a toll on their mental health, you know. Obviously, at the end of the day, the end result is going to be, like, you know, a house. But it's just, like, at what cost, though, you know? At what Mm. cost? And with me, my mental health was, like, low. My libido was low because I... I was in another relationship at that time. Um, yeah, she she didn't necessarily she she, how do I put it? Like there'd be times where I'd be sleeping at her place, and then now I have to wake up like and go to the gym in the morning, and she'd be like, no, please stay, just like five more minutes, six more minutes, and it's just like in my mind, it's like, nah, I have to go, I'm sorry, you know. And it kind of took a toll on that too, you know. I I guess it it did have its pros, but it also did have its consequences. You know, I wouldn't do it any differently, though. Like, I, <laughs> mm. the only thing I would have done differently was, like, build more muscle. Because right now, I'm only building muscle. Like, yeah. if I started last year, I'd be in a better position right now. Yeah. But, like, at the, the end of the day, it's like, you know, there's no better time than now.
0: Definitely. The best time to start is yesterday.
1: Exactly. The so, second best um, time is now exactly yeah that's where i'm at that's my goal uh you know um i want to be a scorer you know like, yeah hopefully hopefully by next year or the year after next i'm i'm satisfied with what i've
0: achieved i like that but just the goals you have for yourself and and your body goals really i think that's a that's a it's a healthy practice to have as a human being and i suppose if you Go to the gym or have a habit of working out naturally. Then you want to push yourself and to reach, you know, different sorts of levels that your body can reach if you really push yourself. I think that's the whole essence of the gym, and the fact definitely. that um, the fact that uh, you've done that and you've transformed yourself and you've transformed yourself doing that. Um, good on you, bro! And definitely, oh, well, thank I you so much. Push bro. me as well, bro. So I I appreciate that. I'm, I also want to be a scorer. Oh, yeah, my... let's get it, bro. Let's oh, get yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I'm on my protein all, t- all day. I'm eating yeah. my old stog. I am uh, eating my protein, getting some meat. Yeah. Uh, I speak to my PT, gets me on check. Um, But on the low, bro, obviously. On the low. I like doing uh these things on the low. For, for you, for example, that whole transformation yes. was on the low, basically. Uh, yeah. No, apart from it just uh, on the one or two... Uh, statuses uh, once or twice yeah Apart from that, was on the low. So I think that as well is a, is a key component to really developing yourself.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, though, I guess the only consequence of doing something on the low is that it reduces your social accountability.
0: Mm, um, that's a really great point.
1: Yeah. So with with me, I already I, I had someone to be accountable with, you know, like that's because I genuinely wouldn't have done it without him. Like if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be even like bigger right now. So, what's your
0: what's 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 your name? Blessing. Yeah, I'm actually in his room right now. He's Oh, shout room. out. Shout out. Yeah. He was key. He was like really important. You give him a lot Definitely. of credit. Also on the on the message that you posted um, the other day you give him a lot of credit for this and that's also like definitely I,
1: I always will um I really I I always will give him the credit for it because you know um even the way we started the 21 day challenge came about as an excuse not to go to gym you know <laughs> like it's crazy because I, I had a gym subscription already and then I so he but I kept skipping you know and then on a Thursday he had called me it was like, yo, what's your excuse for not going to the gym today? And then I was like, okay, I'm like blessing. You see, Monday we'll go on Monday. In fact, we'll start a 21 day challenge on Monday. And then that was just me trying to skip out on the gym on that Thursday. Mm. And then you know, I guess it caught up with me on the Monday. And then I, I guess we had to start going consistently. Uh, it wasn't a thing of I hated my body or something like that. Mm. Uh, and it was just like, ah, you might as well do it.
0: Imagine. And the rest and the rest is history.
1: And the rest is history.
0: Romeo Black. The Black Ballads is out now on YouTube. It's going to be yes, linked sir. to this episode. Thank you so much, bro. Really appreciate you. Got major love and respect for you. You're a huge inspiration and keep doing what you're doing.
1: Uh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate
0: it. Bless up. Cheers, bro. No worries, Bye, no everybody.
1: You're doing the most as you just go through some things. Sometimes I just feel like you're losing your place. But these are the things that we'll go through on a day. You just got to move on and you just set to face them. Solving the problem, we never erase it. They go check on your flows, but they never replace it.